podcast crew were hauling up in 901 about to hit the airwaves. Ready for teleportation? Cool de- destinations and the explosive action you'll only find in Jumper? Well, rev up your world atlas or an earful of Jumper. The only podcast that dipped in ears to jump. Fans of cinema and sightseeing will find much like that is, if you're not some no good paladin like Roland Cox. Breaker, breaker, good buddy. Expect in-depth analysis, breaking news about the cast and crew, a little quick trip to Rome, and we'll even have a, a second jump. Just jump all over the place. Jump, 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 jump. And nothing's going to happen. Hello and welcome to an Hello, earful. Let me finish my statement. Okay, I'll let you try. An earful of jumper. Okay, I'll let you finish my well, statement. Well, I thought you were that. No, that was great. That was great. That was well done. your statement. No, that's fine. It's what we're an earful of. Welcome to an earful of. With a season of earful of called earful of uh, jumper. We made it. We made it. We made it. We survived COVID. Yeah. You never got it, right? Uh, not that I know of. Yeah. Uh, last time we did a new series of, uh, of earful, we caused COVID. Uh, so. it's gonna be, you know, I told you I prepared a joke earlier. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this this was my joke, okay. so you're actually stealing my no, material no, I'm sorry. here. I, 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 yeah. was, I was considering all possible joke vectors. No, my, my joke was going to be, uh, I, I think we should take a, be introspective about how we can improve versus an earful of You've Got Mail. Mm. And and what would be And I think, I think one big improvement. <laughs> <laughs> Great loop. <laughs> One big improvement would be a better loop on this sound bed here, but yeah. uh, that'll have to wait for another episode. One big improvement would be let's try and not trigger a global pandemic this uh, this show. A little less novel uh, coronavirus this time around. Uh, that sounds great. Uh, so we are back. Uh, uh, we are we are hitting the aughts. We're hearing the sounds of the aughts. When you think of the music of the mid aughts, you're probably thinking this: some nice strings, some heavy bass. This is the sound of 2008. And we should explain. We should, uh, yeah, we should explain uh, <laughs> what this show is for people who jumped in uh, midway through. Because uh, we, we this is series four. We did uh, we did uh, three other deep readings of movies in the past. Right. So we're here to analyze in excruciating detail the 2008 film Jumper. That's correct. Coming hot on the heels of analyzing the 1998 film You've Got Mail. That's correct. Which was hot on the heels of analyzing. Wow, this sound bed really needs some work. Uh, <laughs> we'll take care, take care of that for episode two. Um, uh, coming hot off the heels of the uh, 1988 film. Yes, Cocktail. Cocktail. And then the 1978 film Con- Convoy. So this time we're coming with the 2008 film Jumper. And the, the short pitch is this will take about 45 hours or so. Every five minutes of movies, two hours of commentary, give or take. Uh, and we 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 we, we dive deep. Uh, I don't I, I don't think anyone else matches. I mean, we 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 are the only podcast that dares to jump. I, I think we invented the five minute format. Although I think after we invented the five minute format, other people started with the one minute format. A one minute analyzing every one minute of a yeah, of but a they film. don't. They that don't, would be excruciating. Well, I can't usually, imagine anyone doing. They that. don't normally do two hours. They usually have shorter episodes. So. Right. I think we're still the longest uh, analysis out there insofar as we have a multiplication factor of 20. Sure. All right. Theme song. Yeah. 
All right, we're into it. We are. I think it's a good call to stop that loop. Uh, that was that was uh, causing me severe anxiety. Sure. Uh, this is a segment of the show we call uh, news, news, feuds, views, screws, feuds, and views. Screws. Right. Yes. yes. Correct. Uh, I think news. No, I mean, well, I we have a new happen. show, and that show is an earful of jumpers. So that's news. That is new. That is something that is new. Uh, the uh, feuds. If you go to our website, uh, well, I guess it's also new. New website. New website. Earfulofjumper.com. Wonderful name. Yep. Uh, and if you see that we, we have feuds updated at the bottom, and you see what we import and what we didn't import, some feuds are uh, they, they come and go. Yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you what. What? One entity we'll be feuding with till the end of time is still there, and that is the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra. Well, yeah, there we and, and Terry continues as well. But Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra is an originating cocktail. But I, I, I wake up every day livid at them. I cannot believe they will not respond to us. That, the, Megan Day is the only thing which is, uh, continues to live in. Um, and you've got male land. As far yeah, as that's not go. appropriate for an earful of uh, jumper uh, screws. Uh, here's one screw we we didn't catch. Oh no! Like six uh, in like episodes two, three of of uh, uh, earful you got mail. Yeah. Uh, this is someone who's listening to now. We have listeners to this show. Yeah, for we those have... joining. There are other listeners out there that have listened to this show in the past. Uh, report is when Dave Chappelle, uh, Kevin Jackson, says Fox Books got fined for $50,000 because the workers uh, urinated off the roof. He was clearly messing with Joe Fox, checking if he was listening. And we took that as, as fact. We thought that was a serious... We At that point in the movie, we didn't know Joe Fox. We didn't know Kevin Jackson. They were strangers sure. to us. No one did. Yeah. So, uh, and and I think with the, what we know now, it's obvious it's that obvious. that was that was a joke, not a joke, but or yeah. kind of a you know he was putting him on. Yeah, it's, it's, they're winking at us. Yeah. All right, that's a good screw. Also, one more screw. I oh. thought I thought you updated earfullove.com to go to jumper. I did, but it takes a little time because uh, of three hundred one redirects. Take the time. Nice. This is good. Don't no 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 not, not yet not yet not yet. Let's keep with this. Okay. This is the pre uh, for for episode one. We have some more. Sure. Episode one. We have some business to take care of. Okay. Uh, first is we have to define the word ju- uh, jumper. Okay. Webster has defined jumper as a person who jumps. Really? Yeah. Wait. Really? That's number one. Definition. Webster defines jumper as a person who jumps. Yeah, I mean, I would say that's it's weird. It's very uh, human centric. I would say it's, it's a, very it's very 2008's jumper centric. That that is true. It's a person who jumps, who leaves jump scars, who, you know, who's just a cool guy. Uh, I mean, but uh, are you saying like yeah, we don't have to go down because like off there, that's that just that just uh, satisfies well, this movie. Can we define jumps though, please? Uh, I can try. Uh, Webster's defines jumps as. Or jump. I mean, the singular is fine, too. Uh, 1A, to spring into the air. Okay. So then a jumper is a person who... Springs into, springs the, into the air. Wow, that's... that's. Does a, that describe Mr. Jumper? Mr. Jumper? Yeah. You mean David? David, David Rice Jumper. I would say so. I mean, he's not always springing into the air, though. Hey, metaphorically. <laughs> I don't... I would say it's a lateral move. Um, it's not always up. It's uh, Sure, but there's air laterally, too. The air doesn't only exist up. 
<laughs> that is a good point. It's There's air everywhere. There's well, air all around us. Yeah. Well, yeah. okay. So when he's in the water, for instance. Yeah. And then what if he teleports into another body of water? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That Did, would be. Well, there's air and water. Is there's, there? Oh, plenty of air and water. Yeah. How do you think fish breathe? I don't know about that. I I, I don't know. I mean, okay. So there's, there's many more stuff. If, if you're saying they just knocked it off the, the park with the top definition, I'm fine with that. I think they knocked it out of the park. Uh, before uh, before our next segment, let's quickly uh, knock out uh, Key Lime Pie. Why would we do that now? Do we do that now? We used to do it before spoiler. Wow, I didn't realize that. Okay. Really? I, you know, it's been a while. We, we take a little hiatus between yeah. seasons. We forget how to do everything. So This episode's going to be rough, you know? Well, their next episode's going to be a lot better. Yeah, and if you're just joining us, please go back and watch <laughs> and listen to the previous, uh, what is it, 70-something episodes? Something like that. It's yes. 24 times 3. Please tune out now and yeah. um, go do that first. Yeah. Okay. Uh, key line pie. Key line is, pie is where we go and you want to explain? This is where you pick the key line of these of these five minutes. The one that really cracks it open and lets us understand you know, what this movie's all about. And so we've what both written down on pieces of paper now that we're back in person again. Yeah. We've written down on pieces of paper what our key line is for these five minutes. And we're going to, we've handed them to each other. We've exchanged them and we're just going to read them off and Almost 100% of the time, we write down the same thing. I think it's been a very rare... I, I can only think of a few times we haven't written down the exact same thing. So we're reading the one in front of us. Right? Well, we, oh, I see. We're going to read the one we wrote down. Is that how this no, works? No, no. I, I have yours down, don't I? You ha- I handed you mine, yes. Yeah. Okay, so, let's okay, read so we're going to read the one we have. Yes. I, in front of us, I thought you meant the one you're holding on, on the other they're side of the room. Of yeah, they're both in front of me. It's yeah. very confusing. Okay. All right, ready? Yeah. Three, Three two, two, one. one. Oh if yeah! You're have a and dream, I got digits from the well Polish chicken Rio. Big. Oh, this Polish chicken Rio. Okay, this Polish chicken Rio. Wow, that was. If not you're big. going to have a dream, might as well dream big. Okay. Oh I, yeah, I and I got digits from this Polish chicken Rio. I feel like mine is a lot more emblematic of these five minutes. I, let's see, yours might be more profound. <laughs> yeah. Mine, mine is cooler. Yours is cooler, and that's yours what is this is all about. And the part, a large part of these five minutes is about Hayden Christensen looking cool. He is, so he is very cool. He and he is cool. He looks cool. He is cool. Okay, absolutely. We um we are gonna transition now into our next segment. Yes, where we for you at home who may have not watched the movie Jumper, we're gonna catch you up, let you know what's happening in each of these five minutes, and so that uh, is a segment we call who. Let the spoilers out. Who let the spoilers out? (laughs) Great. Good. I was trying to think if there was some jumping component to it, and and of course there's not. It could be. There isn't. Uh, yeah, so we have we have commissioned uh, some more uh, uh, summary of the movie uh, Jumper and been able to spoil this for you. Uh, do you remember uh, what this what this person's uh, uh, story was? Um, yeah, so we we every for every one of these except for the first one when we did. We were uh, lucky enough to Convoy. have uh, like ideal spoilers already on Convoy, online. someone on the internet had written a very detailed plot summary of the movie Convoy. Convoy 78 or something. something Convoy like that. 85. But for something. these other films, there isn't one, there hasn't been a plot summary that exists quite to the level of detail that we need. And we need more purposes. than that original. Yes. And so what we do is we go on Fiverr and we pay someone uh, to write a 5,000 word. Is that what I required? Uh, I can check the word 5, count. 5,000, 6,000. Um, the word count of the uh, jumper summary we have right now is uh, 4,500 uh, 4, words. 4,500 words. So 4,000 plus word summary. And this one, I'll say, initially came in at about, I think, 
1,500 words or something, maybe 2,000, had to send that back and say, nope, it's got to be 4,000 plus. So uh, what we have in front of us is a 4,000-word summary from uh, a gentleman in Pakistan, I think? I don't remember. Um, Somewhere uh, uh, in uh, Eastern Europe or Asia, um, and uh, uh, he wrote us a very nice plot summary uh, for a a reasonable but, I thought, fair price. I was trying to find... He uh, he had an interesting uh, backstory. He was was, was very enthusiastic about working for us. Very excited. Immediately responded as soon as we posted the request. And no one else did. And no, we got no other response, which is odd. Usually there's more than one bid. And he and he undercut our price. He undercut our price. He and was he, so bitter and undercut the price. And he re-explained exactly what he was going to do. And he linked to many existing examples of writing summaries for films. Um, yes. We can go into that later. Let's, yeah, let's, okay. let's, right. let's put a pin in that one. Okay. Uh, but for right but now, let's, let's go. So this is who left the spoilers out. That's correct. The movie opens with a boy standing on top of the world and recounting his extraordinary day so far. He is, he is standing on top of the world. Yeah, the tallest point in the world. He explains that he has already had coffee in Paris, surfed the Maldives, taken a nap on Count Kilimanjaro, and even gotten digits from a Polish girl in Rio. He then teleported back to watch the final quarter of the NBA Finals courtside before lunch. He boasts about standing on top of the world and being able to go anywhere he wants, but despite all of this, he claims that he was once just a normal person, like everyone else. The movie then flashes back to the boy's teenage life, and he's introduced as David Rice, a 15-year-old high school student in Ann Arbor. At school, he is seen talking to the lovely Millie Harris about her dream of visiting many cities. David has a secret crush on Millie. Wow, reading into it a bit, but I like it. It's very secret. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't get that subtext. And in a bold move to impress her, David gifted her a cherished snow globe with the iconic Eiffel Tower only to have it callously destroyed by the school bully. This Mar- is a great... I'll tell you what. This is actually a fantastic summary. It's really good. It's, it's much easier to follow than previous summaries. Uh, he is using more adverbs. Yeah. You know, like, I, I think that's that's fair. You don't have to kind of explain it with a lot of words if you can kind of just... Convey the, some of the, the feeling the of it. of it, yeah. yeah it's yep. like, yeah, what a callous man. Mark Kobold. Although Millie loved the gift very much, <laughs> Mark teases him about it and takes it from his hand to throw it onto a frozen river. Determined to retrieve his cherished gift, David braves the frozen river where he eventually got his hand on the snow globe, but the ice gave way, plunging him into icy waters. Just when he thought he was done for, something miraculous happens. David finds himself transported to a mysterious library in Ann Arbor. That's where he discovers his incredible ability to teleport anywhere he desires. Drenched and shivering, David finally makes it back to his lonely home, only to face his father's scolding for being late and having wet clothes. With no mother figure in his life since she left when he was just five, David's relationship with his father is strained at best. As his father's angry voice echoes through the house, David can't help but feel a familiar pang of unhappiness. I believe that. I believe wow. that's the answer. Yeah, really that's great. That's great. That, I'm, I'm, that captures it. All right. That has been Who Let the Spoilers Out? Nice pause. <laughs> Putting those muscles back up. Can't, can't have everything no, all at once. No, no. Ah, all right. Well, relax. Let's just, let's just sit back and relax. Al- I always say this. 
Sandbag, yeah. sandbag, sandbag. If you start off with a great episode of the gate, <laughs> it's an impossible standard to live up to. Sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anything else before the sink? Um, there's nothing else before the sink necessarily. Anything um, on your side? I don't think so. All Let's right. just do it. I'm glad we uh, played this little thing. <laughs> it's been a wonderful minute. <laughs> it was very relaxing. All right. So um, what we're going to do now is we're going to all sync up the film. So what, what you'll need to have done at home. Well, first of all, if you're not home, go home. Uh, and then if you're at home, what you'll need to have done is taken the film jumper. Yeah. Ideally, some sort of format that it's in. It's very good you ended the music before we started. It would be... <laughs> This, having this this ominous hum behind us is so this much is nice. better this than needs having to this be. Music. This is serious. Yeah. So you <laughs> take the film jumper, and you're gonna, and you're gonna you're gonna chunk. No, well, first you're gonna you're lock gonna it. Lock it. You're gonna no locking it comes later. First you're gonna strip it. Yeah, that's a good point. So you gotta get your HDMI stripper out. Strip the show. Strip the film, um, and then rip it. Yes. Then chunk it. What what what, what did you use to rip it this time? I use the Elgato Game Capture HD. Oh, that's a great... Well, I took the software, though. Oh, I use the Elgato Game Capture HD software. <laughs> oh, that's a wonderful combo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like ham and eggs. Yep. So you're going to rip it. Then you're going to chunk it. This part's critical. So you got to chunk it in five-minute chunks. This is the first time I actually chunked it uh, uh, with software. Exactly. Like, like automated. I think you've chunked it with software. No, before. no, no. In the oh, past, no. in the past, you've been in your little like oh, my Final Cut Premier, Pro. Yeah. Well, Adobe Premiere, but yeah, yeah. And and you and you fiddle with. A I little... do. I fiddle with it for several hours, and then it yeah. turns into a bunch of chunks. Yeah. Uh, this time I ran FFmpeg. Here's my here's my FFmpeg command for all you chunkers out there. Sure. FFmpeg, uh, and then it's uh, hyphen i for input. Uh, downloads jumper film. Mm. Uh, hyphen c copy. Hyphen map zero, don't really know exactly what this, but it's it's great too. When you have some letters, some words, sure. FMMPEG is <laughs> some lovely ergonomics. Uh, the next command is hyphen segment underscore time mm. zero zero colon zero five colon zero zero. Mm, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. And then initially it was producing things with very weird time codes. Well, I'm going to get to that. But you fix that. Hyphen F segment. Yeah. Not really sure. <laughs> sound, sound, we're segmenting it. I guess the function is segment. Hyphen reset underscore timestamps. I cannot oh, stress that, that enough. That is critical. Make sure you reset your timestamps. Uh, the number one is next. I don't know why, but <laughs> the number number one is the next command. And then jumper parentheses zero three D. Uh, that is just going to create sure. the fi- dot mp four. That's going to create the file with digits at the end. Nice three uh, three going up, and where it's at zero, it's zero indexed. Wow, that's incredible. I, maybe, I would guess the one is like oh. Don't zero index. Start with one, but that didn't happen. No, nope, I think that one's for something else. Just for fun. That's for me. <laughs> okay. That's so, yeah. So, what you've done, hopefully at home, you've done that as well. And you have in front of you jumper zero, zero, zero. I like the three digits is a lot for segments. We're not going to need I, well, I didn't want to be three digits for the segments. I, I wanted to play it safe. I'd say yeah. there's a chance this movie is <laughs> like plus I, it's five like, minutes. Is, well, yeah, I was going to say, mm-hmm. is, this a, like, is this 120 is five, minutes or a 500 minutes? This is a 500 minute movie. Yeah, it's like you this never, it's might hard to be say. 500 minutes. Yeah. All right. So jumper zero, zero, zero to MP, M, the bed, that MP4. You're going to load that up. You're going to lock it. You're going to loop it. And you're going to press play at the same time we do because we're going to count you down with us and you can press play at the same time. We'll watch it together. We'll have the audio in the background as we watch it, hopefully. 
if some setup happened over there. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. on it. I'm on it. Uh, I'm and on then it. we're I'm gonna. Oh, look! Wow, it's all it's all good. And then um, we're gonna we're gonna watch this film, comment on it together, and have a good time. So here we go. Cool. Uh, let's, let's try Ron three, two, one. Yeah, well, let me let me bring Crepe Suzette down here. Perfect. So yeah, there goes Crepe Suzette. Um, dry run was kind of a failure. You- <laughs> the dry run was bad. I was messing with a computer over here. Yeah. And um, you know, uh, that that's not conducive to dry runs. So. Let's do, let's two two more dry runs. Okay, two sure. more dry runs. Okay, three, okay, three two, two, one. one that would have been a play, but it's not gonna. Yeah. And three, then three, two, two one. The bang. bang. Yeah. Okay. But no. Okay. Now a real three, one. Two, two, one, and go. Bang. Oh, beautiful sink. Beautiful sink. Nice. It's so synced. All right. Here we are. We're in. We're getting into the film now. That, as you might know from your own experience, is the 20th Century Fox logo and theme song. And we're in it. So I'll say right off the bat. Did, by the way, did you spend time listening to the audio commentary? No, I didn't. Well, other than the listening we did to the audio commentary, I did not spend a significant amount of time listening to the audio commentary. No. Did I miss some, some critical elements yeah i think in general uh tell you about my day i uh a lot of it's very good uh i i would let's get to this later segment because i'm gonna play the beginning right now because it's very good of the audio commentary okay wow well what are we gonna do about hayden talking uh we're gonna fade him down for a moment okay here is the here is the opening of the audio commentary this is great this is very helpful sure Da, 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 da. The Fox logo. And that's the Fox logo as Lucas was pointing out. The Fox logo as what? As Lucas was pointing out. As Lucas was pointing out. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. he says, yeah, okay. Great. That's good. Good start to the commentary. I agree. So uh, that was that was just a little bit. We'll get into that later. But uh, I just I just need to share that. Uh, they identified the Fox logo. Right. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Okay. So I'll say first off, the Fox logo, right? Yeah. Distributor Twi- for the film. Sure. 20th century fox uh, yeah what is this 1998 did they i mean is that a thing they did is uh do they try to become 21st century fox i feel like no i don't think so uh but what they do is sometimes as a joke is like yeah. it'll be like 24th century fox or whatever they when they do, do 30th you know, when century fox for futurama i believe oh there you go yeah yeah uh yeah it's a classic classic name you know when it, I, I did they change i i don't want to get into it without doing research sure we never would never want to get into anything about doing research on this show. Hmm, interesting. It's interesting. There, there is there is some sort of 20th century, 21st century Fox. <laughs> There's a different company called 21st Century Fox. Also owned by Rupert Murdoch. Oh. It ran from 2013 to 2019. I'll get more <laughs> on that later, I, I suppose. Okay. I we'll look into that separately. Yeah. We'll, we'll report back. It sounds like a great uh, decision made by everyone based on the fact to live for six years in the mid-2010s. Mid, uh, uh, sure. And then the, the the production company is Regency. Yes, and I'll say Regency Pictures never looked so cool. I mean, you've got that soundtrack hit happening with the Regency logo drawing in. It's just it's just fantastic. I was trying to find out when the first time the Regency logo was used. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it became named as Regency in 1989. Mm. Uh, but... Uh, did not a lot. It was uncredited for several films, uh, and uh, I'm finding some people saying like they could only find up to ninety three or ninety four. Uh, I tried to. Someone uploaded all of Big Man on Campus, the first film they were not uncredited for, according to Wikipedia, hmm. and it had no sign of Regency at the front. So I don't know about that. Well, maybe they just cropped it off. 
Perhaps. I mean, it's very possible. They have a grudge against uh, Regency, mm-hmm. and they uh, they did that. But uh, Regency, they redid their logo uh, like five years ago, and it looks awful. Uh, let me look it up. Yeah. Regency. Regency. Pictures. Yeah, it's a Regency Pictures logo. Oh, well, logo it looks history. like a, it now looks like a, um, like a car logo. Yes. It's it like look- a, like a model, like a, like a car model. It looks like it looks like if someone takes a brush and just like paints a car. It's yeah. like the Polish poster for uh, Back to the Future. Yes. That's cool. It's not cool. Oh, I mean, okay. Describe I the, it was cool. describe the classic Regency uh, logo. Uh it's like a um it's like a motorcycle. No. Um, no. Yeah, it's like a motorcycle. I mean the way it I think opens, it looks like a motorcycle. The way it opens, it's like there's a hole in the ground. Yeah, like and, a motorcycle shaped hole. And purple light streams up from underneath. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Motorcycle shaped purple light. <laughs> That's a really good point. Uh and like this was, I'm pretty sure, done with practical effects. I, oh wow, that's cool. I mean, based huh. on the time, and there's pot, but mm. I just based on the complexity. Oh, that could light, be animated, that, comp- like hand animated. It looks like light shining the smoke, oh. which ah. circuit ninety two ninety three. Okay, it's a lot easier to actually use light and smoke than to make CG light and smoke. Well, not CG. I'm thinking hand animation, but I guess that's. Oh, it's not. Oh, hand yeah. Okay. No, no, All no. right. Mm. It does too much like weird noise that people would not really yeah you can't you can't fake noise that yeah. kind of way okay that's cool that's cool and that's I, very cool and i and and I, I believe i have its own music sometimes but with this the music for oh. jumper kicks in for regency and it's so good i mean that which we played several times as part of our sound bed coming in it it's just i mean that the my day so far classic here we go 20th century fox iconic theme song like I would say, just the part with Regency, it's perfect. Like the music and the, what you see. Well, let's just listen. I agree part of that could be practical. Let me tell you about my day so far. Oh, let's listen. Coffee in Paris, surfed the Maldives, took a little nap on Mount Kilimanjaro. Oh yeah, and I got digits from this Polish chicken Rio. And then I jumped back for the final quarter of the NBA Finals. Courtside, of course. And all that was before lunch. I could go on, but all I'm saying is, I'm standing on top of the world. <laughs> Incredible. Okay. Before we do anything else... We got else, so much to talk about before here. Before anything but, else, yeah. let's do our classic... Uh, scene identification. Yeah, sure. How many scenes does this have? I think it's got at least like five. Yeah, you got the 20th Century Fox scene. Yep. You got this the Regency scene. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Those are, wow, okay, I wasn't counting those. Regency sure. scene. I mean, honestly, if I was just sure. rating a movie. It's very good. Like, as it's a very, rolling I would watch average, that. I'd just watch that on loop, yeah. Arguably the best movie of all time is the first three <laughs> seconds of this movie when it's just Regency logo. And then I agree, music. I agree. It's a perfect movie. Okay. Uh, okay, so afterwards. Then we have the My Day So Far Recap. Yeah, my day so far Sphinx head scene. Top of the world. Yep. Top of the world. Mom. Top of the world. Then uh, we have school locker scene. There's there's a lot of different ways to slice and dice this. Yeah. Uh, I would say, I would say, I, I'm going to be a little punctilious. I would say okay. there are three school scenes. Yeah. There's locker with with, with four total. Oh, there, well, there's classroom. Classroom. Very brief classroom. Classroom transition scene. Yeah. It's it's functional. where they look at each other briefly. Yes. Yep. Uh, classroom hallway or school hallway? School hallway, yep. Locker. Then school outside, which I would divide into sub scenes. Yep. There's Bus snow land. globe gift uh, yeah. segment, and then there is snow globe on ice. Well, the snow globes in all parts of it. 
No, I'm just oh, saying yeah, yeah. the snow globe yeah, yeah. gift versus snow globe on it, ice. Well, it continues to be a gift. <laughs> it's just a gift on the ice, yeah. Um, um, like, but, but, uh, yeah, snow globe on land, snow globe at sea. It's just, I couldn't think of a, th- a single ice skater to land that joke. Uh, <laughs> um, Ryan Boitano. There you go. Just yeah. like just like Ryan Boitano. Ryan Boitano. Uh, Brian Boitano, a gift on the ice. Dick um, button. So, um, uh, okay, um... So then, uh, the then there's one more scene after two more scenes after it's so many scenes. Yeah, I I have then two more scenes afterwards. I have library lands uh, in library and then home, which are two sub scenes in outside inside. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Home, home outside, getting out of the bus. Home inside with father. Yeah, home inside with father. Yes. <laughs> well, that's it. Uh, okay. Yeah. Sounds sounds good. So we've already we've already digged apart two of these scenes. Uh, yeah. Let's, let's just keep going. Uh, okay. Ne- next scene up. Day- is- my day so far. Yes. This is what so scene. good. It's what so good. What a scene. So we know the list of things he did because he tells us. Yeah, we, we listened to it so far, but yep. it, it is... To Ca- describe what do we see. We see him on top of what just looks like a generic, you know, mound of dirt. Sphinx. Generic mound of dirt initially, yeah. but as the camera pulls back further throughout the scene, you eventually realize that he's picnicking on top of the Sphinx. Do we want to talk about the logistics of this first before we get into what he says? That's fine. Yeah, uh, I have I have the list of things he has with him on the Sphinx. I mean, so he is... Okay, question number one. Yeah. What direction is he facing? East or west? Or north or south? Uh, the sun is rising? We don't know that from our... Well, clues. I know that from some other analysis, but I I mean, the sun has to be rising uh, in order for this to work. But it, uh, So I would say uh, east. Yeah, and I mean, if you take reality, he's looking the, east. Yeah, the, the pyramids are behind him. Yeah. He is on. He's basically on the forehead, looking as the eyes look. Yeah, out uh, towards the east. Yep. Uh, and he is just—it's endless sand dunes. Yeah, nothing but sand dunes. Whereas in reality, the city of Cairo is over there. Giza. <laughs> oh, Giza. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Just, just like immediately a ton. Yeah, of, there's a lot of Giza there. A lot wow. of Giza there. Okay. Uh, before getting into uh, more of the analysis, so that's a bit I, of a goof. I, well, I, they create its own reality. That's true. Yeah, this is what he's seeing. So take a look at this. Yeah, he's lounging. What do you in see a chair. here? What do you see here? Is a t-shirt with dragons on it? Yeah, it's a it's a cool t-shirt with dragons on it. Okay, and he's got sunglasses, and then he's got a he's got his uh, folding chair. Yeah. with I think a towel on it. He has a towel on. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, because he's been surfing in the Maldives, so that makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, but my question is, I- I- do you remember this part? No, that's uh, not part of the scene. And here, this is this is two parts of something else. Are these press photos or something that didn't make these, it into the movie? These are uh, screen caps from a trailer. Uh, ah, this is an alternate, okay. I believe, international trailer. I see. And it starts with him. It, it starts with him. Uh, wearing a dragon shirt, lounging in the chair, and then you zoom out, and the Sphinx, and it has tourists and other buildings oh, in front of it. He's not alone. He's not alone. So wow. I guess the question number one is: this canon? Should we care at all? Um, no, because it's not in the film. It's it's weird. It, it, but I guess is this for people who are familiar enough with the Sphinx geography because it's international audience that they're like, well, that for this audience, it's got to be accurate. That's an interesting point. I, mean, I don't know if there's, an, if there's a different cut. We, we can't sell that there's sand dunes there maybe, to anyone maybe, that lives anywhere near Egypt. This was the Egypt cut of the trailer. <laughs> uh, I, I will play this trailer for you at a later time because sure. it's incredible. Like it has no 
no narration for a large part. It's just cool. silent. It's very interesting. It's moody. Uh, my my take on that is I believe they made the scene first with two aspects. He's wearing the dragon shirt, yeah. and then it's like people milling around, and I think they just didn't think it worked, so yeah. they redid the scene. I think it, it's, it's like perfect the way it ended up. Well, it's, it's interesting because, I mean, I think it, you could say it's a goof, but I think they just, it's a different world. In yeah. this world, the Sphinx is not a famous tourist attraction. <laughs> it is a complete neglect. Or he's going at off hours, which we'll get into. I don't, I, I you think at sunrise there's not people already? That's uh, probably fair. There'd be people around, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so uh, do you want to get to okay. the list now or do you want to talk so, about more? No, uh, well, I want to talk about the items he has with him on the Sphinx, which yes, do okay. tie into the list, but the items he has are that he's got an igloo lunchbox. So he's having his lunch there, Or a basically. generic igloo lunchbox. It's it definitely like an igloo lunchbox. It's, or, I mean, I guess it could be a ripoff. Yeah. But, yeah, it's an igloo-shaped lunchbox. Um, <laughs> Shaped like an not igloo. a literal igloo, but, an, you know. Uh, folding chair with a towel on it. He's got a they surf... a different color. It's white and orange, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's got a surfboard. Yes. And, you know, the last item. Do you see, do you see a boombox? He's got a boombox. Uh, assumingly battery-powered. Yes. Uh, pretty sweet if you ask me <laughs> he has is that just a towel on top of the chair yeah i think so or it's his bathing suit but i, I think it's a towel so the question for this why is the surfboard here well he's been jumping around and took it with him i guess i don't know i mean we, it's weird because you think he could just jump back and drop the surfboard somewhere without getting too much into the logistics so far let's say two things uh David Jumper Rice can jump around. Yeah. And he can uh, also bring a limited amount of mass Things, things that he's holding directly, he could bring with him. Yeah, and, and I guess the question is, there are two ways that you could travel around the world. Like, if you're a normal schmuck, you would say, let's try to minimize kind of backtracking. Sure. Because that takes time. But he that's not an element. There's no time frictions. Right. So you could backtrack every single time. Sure. He yeah, could so have, why not go drop the surfboard? Why not drop else? the surfboard yeah. off? So there's two there's two possibilities. One is he you know, he didn't like he actually thinks there's a need for the surfboard in Giza. Mm. Yep. Like it's just cool to have. Or around. he's gonna take it on to his next destination or he doesn't know what he's gonna do next, right? That's no, I know you can jump fairly, back. But yeah. like I guess why not if you've kind of got all your stuff with you anyway? Like I guess why deal with that? But if you're going to the top of the Sphinx, you think you'd be like, uh, maybe I should maybe I should drop this surfboard off somewhere first. I mean okay, let's say like if he did all these things this day, let's yeah. say he's he's dressed very cool. He uh, is. So you can, yeah. He, if he's changing, yeah, you could change in different ways. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think that times. might be, maybe that's his his bathing suit on the on the chair, but I don't but, know. Okay, let's talk about his, his day so far. Yeah, and let's talk as we go through. Yeah, if he brings these items with him or different items. Okay, coffee in Paris. Obviously, no items he needs to bring from there. I mean, he's dressed great. I mean, I'd say brings himself. You don't want to you. In fact, don't want extra stuff. If you have sure. a, if you have a lawn chair in a Parisian cafe, that'd be weird. I yeah. think people look. And, and so I think he'd go there. Box, no items there. No items. Then moves from there to surfing the Maldives. Obviously, he's got to pick up a surfboard and do that. And I'd say again, there's things you shouldn't have. You should not have an electronic boombox when you're surfing the That's Maldives. That's true. You can That's leave it on the beach. Yep. But I'd say like, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe you leave it on the beach and play music. You know, on the beach. If it, if it's an isolated beach where no one's going to steal it or anything, sure. I yep. would say why bother unless he's going to hang out and also hang like, you know, surf and hang out on the beach. Sure. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> but you could his, the chair could be reasonable that he would have a chair on the beach. You could leave. I mean, basically, he is treating the top of the Sphinx like a beach. That's right. That's right. 
so I, I guess it's, he's got beach stuff already. So, so then the nap on Mount Kilimanjaro, this would be where the chair comes in, or where he'd probably want the chair, I assume. I'd want, I would take something better than the chair. If I'm you would nap. think, yeah. I mean, but maybe, I don't know. Maybe he's got a spot where he actually just lays down on the ground. Do you think know. his clothes are good for a nap on Mount Kilimanjaro? I think it's fine. It's just a nap. You can nap anywhere. And anything. Well, what's what? Like, how cold? I mean, it matters how far up the. Oh, I assume it's not. I assume he did not go to a very cold region of Mount Kilimanjaro. That, so he's like, why would you go there to nap? Why would you go there and nap at all? Yeah, I, well, that's true. Yeah, that sounds yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, okay, then Rio. What? So he brings them all. I'm standing on top of the. I guess because he's bringing the surfboard to the Sphinx, so he probably maybe sleeps on the surfboard on Mount Kilimanjaro. That's interesting. So then he's going to Rio, yep. and he brings a chair, a surfboard, and um, maybe the chair comes later. I don't know, but he's got to have all this with him. Otherwise, he's going there to mingle, yeah, okay. or at least, or he incidentally mingles. And then this is getting real tenuous because then he's got to make it to the NBA finals, <laughs> and there's no way if you're he's bringing final, a surfboard. If, if you're sneaking around courtside, courtside, of course, I would say of all the ways, like to be courtside, you either need to be kind of like. Uh, loitering around the courtside, mm -hmm. or you find an empty seat, and right. you're basically a seat filler, right? Because you could be like up, you know, checking out from the rafters. Yeah. Like, oh, I see an empty seat. I'm yep. in the seat. Yeah. And then all, you probably show up on TV or stuff too. Well, no, I figure he jumps into like a bathroom in the VIP area or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. But and you, then you could scope out the seat and then get yes, down. Yes. Yeah. Jumps into a bathroom, walks out. Yeah. You know. Like he's like he's meant to be there, right? You're past yeah. the usher yeah. gate. Yes, he jumps somewhere. I mean, there's got to be a, a an enclosed area past the usher yeah. that he jumps to. The he, utility yeah. of having your own chair is negative, especially if it's a beach chair. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's gonna fool anybody. <laughs> I don't. I think people are gonna be very if curious you, as you, to what's if happening. You show there, yeah. up, even past the ushers, and just yeah, you're sitting next to Jack Nicholson yes. in your own beach chair, <laughs> like a good. You're gonna get a lot lower. of attention. Yeah. You're gonna get a lot of attention. I I wouldn't recommend. So it. he definitely doesn't take any of it there. So that I mean I think this all builds up to the theory that he's actually just using the top of the Sphinx as his kind of base for the day. Oh, interesting. So that's, he, that's interesting. He basically just kind of brings everything he's gonna need for the day to the Sphinx, or or you know sort of accumulates it on top of the Sphinx yeah. and he's going back and forth between other locations and the Sphinx and then later he'll take it all to wherever he needs it to go but you know he, he's just kind of that's where that's where he's jumping into as this kind of medium you know and not to get too far ahead of ourselves mm -hmm. we know he has like a real home an apartment presumably we, he, we don't we don't know that yet I, well, like we, we, uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves but I would say he presumably if he has a lot of money he presumably also has some like warehouse space he like he I'm might as oh, well. I'm sure he has no problem finding space for stuff. Yeah, I mean, he probably he could, it doesn't have to be his warehouse space. Yeah. He could just put you know find a find somewhere remote. He that, probably has you know, control of warehouse space. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Either legitimately or illegitimately. I mean, that's the thing too. You could scope out the inside of a storage facility. Like, yeah. is that used? And just is find an used? unused locker. Yeah. 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 Yep. I mean, it's such a good way. Or you could find like some cave no one's been in. Jumping really solves everything. Jumping. The is ultimate so, I love jumping. So, okay, and then, um, so obviously he's not bringing any of that stuff for the fourth quarter of the NBA Finals. I mean, the most he could bring would be maybe the towel. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, the quite, okay, so the top of the Sphinx being your ultimate storage space yeah. would not be appropriate. No, One but is, I think it's a as a visible, famous space people right, will yeah. look at. I think as a temporary thing for the day, on a day where apparently the Sphinx is closed to visitors, maybe it's viable. And where, where Giza was blown over with sand. Yes. You know, just yeah. disaster in the area. Uh, 
I, so what's the utility? You're saying what is the utility of stashing your surfboard there that day? Is it? Is it? Like, I think it's just is one it like less tying a string on your finger. Let's remember to surf later. I think it's just one less jump, right? I mean, I think it's why? Well, what's sort a, of, why one less jump? Home sweet home. Well, I think he's going again. If it's you, if he's using it as as a kind of go between area, right? Yeah. It's he's been. I mean, he probably acquired the surfboard in the Maldives and is like, I'll, I'm just going to keep this now, and is going through the Sphinx for for lunch, you know, or is going to be at the Sphinx for lunch, and so he just goes through there on the way to Kilimanjaro. Like, I'll just drop the surfboard off here. I'll be back for lunch. Leave that there for now. Head off to Mount Kilimanjaro, then Rio, then the NBA Finals. It's his. It's his daily storage space. Is what I'm. Is what I'm arguing for. What I. What my argument is. If you're so good at jumping. Yeah. That jumping is essentially frictionless. It's not like it. Like I know. It's like why not? Yeah. Yeah. Well, sure. I, I would say having physical stuff with you only real makes sense. Like as a memory. Like it is. Yeah. Like is like making a note. Uh, or you don't know if you're going to use it again. And like I mean, it's you know, it's a little bit. I mean, it's like yes, it does. Also, doesn't really cost me that much time or energy to like go back in my house to get something I forgot when I'm already in my car. It's like if everything was an L1 cache. It's like just keep it all in Well, the no, home. but it's a little, I mean, it's, it's a little bit of effort and time. Again, it's getting going back to my house to get something when I'm already in my car. Like, that's kind of annoying. I mean, I don't want to do that. You're describing something with frictions. He has no frictions. Well, it's a little bit of friction. It takes a bit of time and energy. It's not a lot, but it's a little bit. I, I... I, I mean, he makes it look effortless. There are, there are two things. Either this is like sloppiness, like it's just like, oh, it's easier not to think about it. Yeah, I think partly. I, I guess, yeah, you would have to, like, if you're saying... I think he's just is pulling, you know, he's just, he's just bringing, you know, kind of recklessly, just like bringing stuff with him all the time. It's, it is... I mean, when you're just jumping all over the place, you probably just end up bringing random stuff with you to places a lot so so a theory is that he kind of started his day with the with the intention of going surfing the maldives so first he kind of had just end up with a surfboard well i don't know he well, picked up a surfboard somewhere along the way it's a staging like, area the yeah. staging area yes. i mean he this is the this is the surfing stuff like yeah. this is beach appropriate yeah so either he took it all to the maldives yeah and then thought let's go to coffee in paris maybe yeah. maybe Okay, but and then stopped in at the Sphinx. I think before going any further, sure. uh, we need to get into your notes on time. Yeah. Okay. So I did a lot of time zone conversions here. Cause, okay. So here's what I here's. So I said we have to, you know, can this be a, a day or a half day? Is this possible? This scene is called my day so far. My day so far. Let, let and let's talk about what that what that means. Right. Well, that mean well. So he for him when it, I mean. He's not necessarily tied to any given time zone, so his day so far isn't actually that meaningful. What is meaningful is do all these destinations and the times you would have to be in each of them fit into, you know, something that is possible in given the way time zones work. And that's that's that you're getting the technical aspects before I think we dig into the important metaphysical aspect. What is a day to David? Jumper Rice. Oh, sure. Well, I think he, so he probably, I mean, he has a home base, we, you know, uh, we, and let's not get ahead of ourselves, but like he probably has a home base. It's based in the U.S. Yeah. You know, so he probably mostly runs on, you know, some time zone in the U.S. There are many ways to find a day. One way to find a day is the passage of 24 hours from any particular time point. Midnight yes. to midnight is a day, or you could say 3 a.m. to 3 a.m. is a day. I would Case say a true, day is between day when you when you wake up and when you sleep. So That's he's a different saying, definition. A sure, different yeah. definition would so be... So he's saying, I woke up and I did these things so far, and now I'm having lunch. Yeah, a, a day as experienced 
is yes. basically your main wake up to your main sleeping time yes. with the waking time in the middle. And where do you define it? Well, those are, those are edges. Yes. But the, the, certainly the waking time is your day. Yes. Que- question one. Sure. Does he sleep like a regular human being? He doesn't I'd need say, to. Well, I'd say even but, if he does, he probably doesn't because all of this constant being in different time zones probably messes up his sleep schedule yeah. anyway. I mean, you've heard like studies where people, if you're put into a room with mm. no sense of time. Yeah, you end up actually going, like getting desynced from real time. Yeah, I believe it's like 30 hour days is like mm-hmm. the natural body rhythm. Right. And I think people say this is because like you want to have some capacity because if mm-hmm. like if you are a caveman being chased by giant you know tigers mm. you don't want to be on the 24-hour cycle and then you know you have no buffer right whereas yeah. if your body is like craves 30 hours yep. then you can kind of make it happen yep which is why people i think screw themselves over and and don't get to sleep when they should yep. that effort right yeah. possibly that's just yep. a theory so i mean if he doesn't have this to like either he is like i better treat my body right <laughs> Don't mess up my circadian rhythms. I got like he he's very good about you know sleeping well. Maybe he, he could have favored hotel rooms across the world. You know, sure. Yeah. Uh, well, he naps. He napped on Mount Kilimanjaro. So I I mean, he, <laughs> perfect place to nap. Yeah. I mean, he's taking care of the his best beds he, in the world. Yes. I mean, maybe he's just doing lots of little you know micro sleeps. Maybe that's a that's a complete. If he if that is the case, I would say his vocabulary would cease to really use the word day to describe stuff. Well, he's describing it to us, the you know, the layperson. Yeah. So it makes sense that he would stoop to our vocabulary. <laughs> you proles. Let me tell you about my yeah. What you would call so what, you understand a day. What you would call a day, yeah. yeah. Like a okay. Martian. The other question. Uh, yes. One more way to define it, it could be defined by meals. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Although he, he I mean, yes, he talks about coffee, so that is a meal. Although he doesn't and, say if there was food with it. And a lunch. Um. And then he talks about lunch. Yeah. So. I don't know. Uh, it's just theories. Yes. Okay. So, so where I started here was um, was that uh, basically he would have coffee. That the coffee in Paris would happen in the morning. His morning. What does that mean? No. Well, no. I mean, if he's getting coffee in Paris, I initially well, assumed, to find more. I know. I okay. I initially assumed that that coffee would be he'd go to Paris for morning coffee in Paris because it's the morning in Paris and you want to have coffee. At coffee, coffee in Paris. <laughs> oh yeah, and I got digits and from this Polish the chicken. The digits, Rio. yeah. Um, I jumped back for the final quarter of the NBA Finals, courtside, of course. And all that was before lunch. I could go on, but all I'm saying is, I'm standing on top of the world. So good. Okay, we know a few things. He is not a time traveler. He, no, he's he, not. The only time way is we're real time, time travel. He yes. travels forward in time yes. at a normal rate. And so what I initially thought was like, okay, how do we build this day where we start with morning in Paris and we and we make this day work? And it doesn't work. There is no way to make this day work if you start with the morning being in Paris. Well, let's create the foundation here. Yeah. The found. What do we know? It is mid, like middle first half of it's, June. Uh, yes, and it is, and he is in. Uh, he's, it is sunny when he is on the Sphinx. Yeah, so right? we, and like morning sun, it, sun, it looks like it a is, morning it sun. Is sunrise, sunrise in, on the Sphinx. Unless, yeah. unless it is somehow, a, you know, a different it, world. It, but let's, I, let's take I'll the, tell let's you take already, that. the timeline let's, only works let's out. Make it as canon. The timeline he only works out if it's sunrise on the Sphinx. Sunrise, yes, uh, which in early June would be uh, right before six a.m. in the morning. Uh, oh, okay, time. okay. I had, I had eight a.m. here, but it's possible to adjust it to six. That actually makes the math a little easier. Okay, so, so it's it's six. Well, no, but it's a little after sunrise. I would, I mean, I would say it's, the sun's kind of up. It's not like just coming over the horizon. That's like that's a like solid twenty minutes. 
I would. I mean, you think it's more than that? I would say like seven. That sounds pretty high. That's not an hour. Okay, let's take a look. Let's take a look. But that sounds. I would say one at least an eighth into the sky. Side, sideline. What's the last sunrise you watch? Um, I don't know. What's the last sun? If you, what's the last sunrise you remember? No. Have, have you ever seen the sunrise? <laughs> Probably. You you can't give us a straight. No, I can't. I can't remember a specific sunrise. No, I saw I saw the sunrise. I think in like late 2020. Uh, I was like up the day before because there's a, uh, a partial eclipse or a total eclipse uh, mm. somewhere, mm-hmm. and I was up at like 5:36 to watch that. The next day, I'm like, oh, I, I, if my body clock is something to wake up, I might as well wake up and walk up and see the sunrise. Cool. And it screwed me up for like a day and a half. Like that, that's that'll a happen. Terrible, yeah. terrible idea. Yeah. Uh, it was nice though. Uh, uh, in any case, that I mean, I so based upon my experience, mm-hmm. it gets bright early. It's like some, right. Yeah. It, it, so well, when that sun is up, like, yeah. it, it's it, it, it's kind of kind of bright. Yes. I, I think I'd say twenty. So I, okay. I I mean I can make I can make six thirty work. Let's say six thirty. Let's look okay. around that. I can make six thirty work. Six thirty, and this is uh, this is uh, UTC UTC plus three. Yeah, six thirty a.m. Cairo time. Yeah, okay, so, so let's just make every. Let's do UTC. Yeah, I have it all. Yeah. I know. Okay, here's so, so here's. So let's say three thirty. Well, I, yeah, I have it all in UTC. I have okay. it all right here in UTC. Okay, okay, okay. So I, it, let's just run through the whole day as I as I believe it could happen. Sure. This is my my best. So again, I initially thought. Coffee in Paris start in the morning. Yeah, that turned out to be completely impossible with this timeline. So what it has to be is he's getting coffee in Paris at basically it's like late coffee. He must have gone into like a restaurant like and got like dessert coffee. I mean, right? I'm gonna slow you down just one more time. Okay. The foundations we yes. know we know a couple things. We have a let's put pins in things we know for sure. Yes. He is in Giza a yes. little bit after sunrise. Yes. Three thirty a.m. UTC. Yes. One more thing we know for certain is uh, it is uh, this is all happening somewhere in the first half of June, uh, which is, you know, let's just say that right now. The other thing we know is sometime afterwards, he is going to get lunch a little bit after 3.30 a.m. UTC. Is That's it, right. Well, no, I think he's, no, the, the implication is that he's having lunch on top of the Sphinx. He's got his lunchbox with him. Yeah, well, lunch is lunch is all that was before lunch, and yeah. he doesn't even mention the Sphinx. So he's saying all that was before lunch. Yeah, that was all the previous things. Now it's lunchtime on top of the Sphinx. So, so day start to yeah. lunch happened sometime from before three thirty a.m. to sometime after three thirty a.m. Yeah, and then, and I've I've got enough time for that. So so, so, it, so the, it's about five and a half. It's about a five and a half hour timeline I've got here. So I mean, I guess the the assumptions go into it is. There is a maximum amount of time from waking up to lunch. If you're up for 18 yeah. hours, yeah, sure. I mean, and, would, so it, right, it's got to be a fairly tight timeline. Yeah, to be a day so far description in general, right? I mean, you wouldn't describe a day so far as if it's being, over 12 you know, hours. That'd be an absurd yeah. way to describe. It, yes, exactly. You know? So I think so. I've got about five and a half hours here total timeline between uh, the coffee in Paris and the lunch on top of the space. I, so I, li- I like that because it basically takes the point and then creates a window. Yeah. So I'd say tracing it back, you're saying five and a half, six hours. So yeah. the day would start, let's just say day start, but yeah. depending on that, yep. would be, uh, that'd be 9.30 22, 22 o'clock UTC. Oh, yeah. 22 o'clock UTC, about, uh, which is, you know. That's midnight in Paris. Yeah, he's yeah. So, so this is the clo- this is the the really the only way I could make this fit is to say like, hey, yeah, there's like a restaurant closing in Paris. You know, it's like I mean, these things stay open pretty late there, but it's you know, this is like 
he's jumping in. Oh, you can get coffee in Paris. No, sure, but but the way he talks about it is like it's it's probably not. He didn't stop at like a Starbucks in Paris. It's just, you know, he just had to get one of those classic Americanos yeah. in Paris. The way it's so like, good. They have- he's, it's got to be some sort of experienced coffee. And so the only thing I can think there is that it's like a you know he went to some famous restaurant in Paris, stopped in, had that like after dinner coffee at at some n- nice restaurant or something in Paris. Right. Sure. Because otherwise, why go to Paris specific? I mean, I guess because why not? The coffee's so good. The coffee's so good there. Um, so okay, so so coffee in Paris. I have pegged to. I, I, I'm going to say to make this whole timeline work. I think that's about um, you know midnight in Paris um, or maybe 1 a.m. So if it's midnight, he has to spend about two hours in Paris. I would say you can go to a 7-Eleven in Paris. Yeah, get yeah. Instant coffee. Yeah. And drink in 15 minutes. Sure. Yeah. So there's a lot. Of, there's there's a maximum. So I think it's room. somewhere in the midnight to 1 a.m. range, Paris, because that's that's 22 o'clock UTC, and he really can't get to the Maldives until you know basically uh, you know midnight UTC. That is his second step. Is the Maldives? Yeah. He goes the Maldives second, and midnight UTC is 5 a.m. in the Maldives, and it's reasonable with someone you go out and surf at 5 a.m. Like people definitely go out to surf before sunrise. Yeah. Um, in fact, they say it's better. Right, exactly. So, but I earlier than five a.m. is would be ridiculous. I don't think anyone's out surfing before five a.m. Or I don't know why you would. Right, you, you don't want to surf in complete darkness. <laughs> um, you, you could get ready for it. You could, yeah, right. So I think I think he's surfing in the Maldives by five a.m. at the earliest, which again is midnight UTC. Okay, yeah, you with me so far. Sure. No, okay. I mean, I, and I guess there's two questions. One is, yeah. was was they plan? Or he's hanging out in Paris and it's like, hey, it's like, ah, what do I want to do next? Oh, sun or not? Sun is coming up yet, but it's like, like it's, I want to go you know. surfing. Let me find out which beaches are about to hit good yeah, rates. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I buy it. Okay. So then, then he takes the nap on Mount Kilimanjaro. So I have him here. I think he surfs for at most an hour here, um, and then he he naps, uh, you know, somewhere around one a.m. UTC, which is four a.m. on Mount Kilimanjaro. It's a great ratio of the coffee time to surfing time. <laughs> no, well, in order to make this work, it yeah. really needs to because you got to imagine there's got to be a coffee place open in Paris that he can hit, and I mean maybe that stretches to two a.m. Maybe like maybe like night surf. Maybe, maybe, maybe yep. he surfs for longer. Maybe he starts really. Maybe he starts four thirty on the surfing. There's some wiggle room here and there, but yeah. So I think by four a.m. he's on uh, four a.m. Mount Kilimanjaro time. Yeah. 1 a.m. UTC. He's on Mount Kilimanjaro and napping there for about an hour. He just got so sleepy. <laughs> he got so sleepy. He's been up. He's been up. <laughs> well, mean, surfing is exhausting. Yeah. It's, I mean, there's, we don't know how long he was awake before getting coffee, but yeah, you, know, you can have a little bit of time. But sure. he's, he's been up for, you're saying, about three hours. No, he could have been up before the coffee in Paris. I mean, but, you know, just getting ready and whatever. And then the first thing he did that day was coffee in Paris. So he yeah. could have been up for an hour or two before that. Sure, it was just him waking up. Three to five He hours. wouldn't tell us about, like, I got out of bed, and then I brushed my teeth. And then, <laughs> I wish he did. Yeah. I wish he did. Yeah, I know. Okay. Um, so then Where he goes, did he brush his teeth? So then he goes to Rio, and this kind of works because by 2 a.m. UTC time, it's 11 p.m. in Rio. Yeah. So he could totally be going to Rio and hitting, like, That's a nightclub or there. something. Yeah. Yeah, or, yeah, dinner, whatever. You know, I mean, he there, there would be lively. I assume this is a weekend. Um, there'd be lively stuff happening in Rio at 11 p.m. So that part checks out. That's sure. fine. Uh, he, you know, and so he meets a girl there. Um, then, the yes. Then the fourth quarter of the NBA Finals. So this is tricky depending on when you think the movie uh, is is based, what year you think it's based. 
I mean, very broadly, let's say the most safe assumptions, which is the NBA as it exists, is yes. only from the East Coast to the West Coast. Right. Which all this of these This work, isn't like some world in which they add yes. European teams to the NBA or something. That's sure. And, and, and that's all those work. I mean, there's a little bit of a fudge factor here, you know, depending on where you think the team is. But it is possible for him to spend probably about half an hour in Los Angeles at 8 p.m. Oh, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna bring up who was playing NBA. Well, so in 2008 it was Lakers uh, Celtics, and in 2007 it was Spurs Cavaliers. So it's either San Antonio or Los Angeles in terms of the most generous time zones here. You think you think this is happening in June 2008? Um, you know when it, the, you know when the movie came out? Oh yeah, and I got digits from this Polish chicken Rio. President's Day weekend. It came out on President's yeah. Day weekend. Well, no, I know the movie came out before, but but it, yeah, it, it could, could be, be set in 2008. In which case, they and wouldn't. The, have, and they would know. They wouldn't have known it at the time. But the NBA Finals would have been yeah Lakers Celtics, or it could be the previous year. In which case, it's Spurs Cavaliers. Yeah, it's doable because that would be just that would be uh, nine uh, p.m. San Antonio time versus eight p.m. Los Angeles time. But let's just take it safe. It could be Los Angeles. It could be East East Coast time. It could be any of them. It could be any of them, and it just means a, a, a later game, which is possible. Those games do often go late, you know. Um, yeah. And so, um, so anyway, but so night game, eight p.m. Los Angeles or later, um, three o'clock a.m. UTC, and then he gets to the Sphinx by three thirty UTC, which is six thirty a.m. Cairo time. His second sunrise of the day. His second sunrise of the day. Yes. Yeah. Um, potentially, like, potentially third, depending on how long he naps. Must be on. awful. Like he's he wakes up, <laughs> spends it mostly in darkness, sees two sunrises, and then gets lunch. Yeah. Yeah, that's his day Just so far. Sounds awful. Yeah, well, um, it is, it that is ex- a cool story. That probably explains why he looks so uh, uh, cool. tired, bored, and cool. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's like it's like people. Like the coolest people are French people who like only drink coffee and smoke cigarettes and don't eat any other food and uh, have every other bad habit. So yeah, it's uh, I, I that only way to be cool. Uh, that's. Do you think he's doing this for an audience? One is okay. Is is he even telling the truth? Is he lying to us? Would he lie to us? No, I think he's telling the truth because this timeline does check out. Initially, I was skeptical, but the yeah. timeline does check out. Yeah. Um, so I think he's telling the truth. Um, I mean, he he can do all these things. So why lie about it? Yeah. So if it is true, is he do? Is he making a list to perform for us? Say, hey, look at me being a being a cool guy because it sounds cooler than it probably is to experience right this is does not sound like a pleasant day you're doing a lot of things very quickly if i was choosing to surf in the maldives i would choose to probably when the, probably spe- the sand warms up yeah as yes, opposed to doing it 4 a.m intense uh or 5 a.m uh, he's a freak who yeah. enjoys like dark early morning <laughs> surfing well i mean i guess the no surfers people do. no surfers really do like getting out there early yeah uh, I, yeah i consider them freaks yeah, yeah. okay if he, is he serious about surfing yeah, he must be. I guess. He totes a surfboard around with him wherever he goes. I guess. It's just, it, it's, I think he's, he's like creating a resume of a cool day for us. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I think uh, maybe this is just a particularly intense day. I think it's just average day of the week for Mr. Jumper. Sure. Uh, this is Casey. She was Stanford, earful jumper. Already an hour in. Unless you're listening on the podcast and then it's not. It's still an hour in. That's true. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anything more with the Sphinx scene? Nothing more with the Sphinx scene. Any notes from you? No, that's basically all I got. I, I guess it, it's... it's we, we we jump in on the idea of like a normal 
day. Yeah. And a normal day for him is nuts. It's cool. That is true. That is true. And that sets the stage for the rest of the film. I guess I guess the question is, could could you how do you feel when you get ripped out of this and taken back to an origin story? Do you think we could have spent more really time? Really bad. Do you think really we could have spent bad. more time? Yes. Just but in- that I think that's part of the point. So you see that you're like, oh, this guy's so cool. This is so cool. This is awesome. I'm enjoying watching Hayden Christensen. I want him to start jumping and just do cool stuff. And then it's like, and then instead, oh, now we're in a frosty Ann Arbor with this like little dweeb kid, and who, who, it's gonna be who sad. Doesn't look anything like Hayden doesn't Christensen. look any. I wrote that down. I said the young David does not look like Hayden Christensen. Um, it doesn't look anything like him, and is just not fun. Can you can you see this right here? <laughs> Yeah. This is my comparison of the of, of the young versus old Hayden Millie and uh Mark. Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Mark. None of these people look <laughs> like they do at all. Yeah, which is like when you cast the kids, that's the only thing you're optimizing well, for. And also great acting. No. Because they're in like the they're in the movie for like five minutes. But they make a big impact. Uh, well, yeah, they are they do make a huge impact. A uh, difference in age. Between all these, when this roughly when this came out, Hayden Christensen was about twenty-seven, Rachel Bilson about twenty-six. Yep, and the guy who plays and this um, does become very important because of a uh, particular chronology clue I found later in the episode. Ooh, okay, yeah, let's. It's a very specific thing that can only date this movie to a very specific window of time. I can tell you about it now if you'd like. If it will inform this discussion, I got to hear. Okay. Later in the film, there's an advertisement on a bus for a specific model of Nokia phone that was only made during a two-year window. Well, that gives you a start date. Sometimes a bus will run older. Sorry, sorry. Uh, two, yeah, two, a, a one-year window. Okay. Between uh, July 2006 and January 2007. Okay, so... So the movie... Oh. That was, so, those, that's, the so, o- that's the only window of time where they would have advertised this phone. So young... So the, the so young world. Young uh, uh, David yeah. needs to have existed, or you know, young young David as shown in this film needs to have been between two July two thousand six and January two thousand seven. So you're saying most of this movie actually happened in the late twenty tens? <laughs> is that what you're claiming? So either that, or this kid is supposed to be, you know, two years younger. <laughs> yeah, that's probably. I mean, it's uh, in. Uh, or, or there was just a, a very future-looking advertisement for a Nokia phone that was deep in, in development years before Maybe it came out. that's where Nokia got the idea. <laughs> yeah. they, they, they do research by sending people to Ann Arbor yeah. and just saying, hey, it's, it's uh, you know, <laughs> uh, it's your cousin, Marvin Barry. Uh, so these these three guys, 27, yeah. 26, 28. Uh, these, the older actors are, are yes. in their late 20s, mid yes. to late 20s. Okay, yeah. David, Millie, Mark. Sure. Uh, so all late twenties. They, sure. they look late twenties, mid late twenties. I'd say. I mean, I. So I. If you asked me how old is Hayden Christensen's character in this film, you know what I would have told you. Forty five. <laughs> I probably would have told you twenty one, twenty two. Oh really? Yeah. Really. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, we can talk more about logistics. Is he like in, later in the movie? It's he's clearly removed from high school from a bit. We don't want to yeah. get in the details there, but it's it's clearly not like the day after graduation. Sure. So, like, uh, but in any case, they could be anywhere in their twenties. They could be yeah. older, but yep. if if you take their actual age as a clue, yep. mid to late twenties. Okay. Uh, the kids are in high school. Kids are in, uh, in high school. We know this it, is high school. Well, it's filmed at a high school. Yeah. It's okay. filmed at so a high we'll, school. We'll say high school. Yeah. 
Uh, so probably about 10 years younger. She is uh, young. Millie is 14. Yeah. Okay. Uh, young Mark is 18. The actor. Actor. Young Mark. The actor is 18. Yes. Young. Uh, young David Jumper yeah. is 19 years old. Okay. This is like when it was released, so they might be yeah, like yeah, a little yeah. bit okay. younger. Okay, but those are all. I mean, yeah, those are all reasonable ages for actors that would play high schoolers. Uh, I could. Time. I could cut into it. The uh, people making the film were intending them to be. 15, 14, maybe 17. It's, it's, it's okay. They're kind of like in That there. sounds right. Yeah, they're, that's fine. They're, they're, I think 15 is canonically where they are in the book. Yep. I hear 15 thrown in the most. Okay. In fact, is that a, is that a so line? We know, so we now know David was 15 in between July 2006 and January 2007. <laughs> I I, that screws up everything so badly. <laughs> I mean, I, calling that a production uh, uh, flub... Is the easiest thing to do, and we'll get to it when we get to it. All right, we'll get to it when All we right. get to it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> let me just one more time. I was fifteen. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Okay. Fifteen. Yeah. So he was fifteen in, in between July two thousand six and January two thousand seven. That's what it looks like. Great. Uh, so <laughs> it is. It is weird. To, Solved. He looks like he. I could believe he's fifteen. Yeah, uh, young, I young, believe fifteen. It's weird. He's nineteen. Like the, the actor's nineteen. Well, born, that, born you know. 1981, born nineteen eighty eighty eight. Wow. Like they're yeah, not that different. Not that different. Whereas, but they look years, they look very different from one another. They, they look like they're not even cousins. Yeah, <laughs> they look like they are have nothing in common. And I will just say this: whether it's fifteen or whatever, people at fifteen more or less usually look like what they continue to look like. Sure. Like yeah. a little yeah. bit like yeah. softer. Your features are for the most part, you know, developed by that point in terms yes. of your like basic facial structure and all that. Yeah. yeah. Like your nose shape certainly like. Is know, it going to change that dramatically? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like every part. Also, young Mark looks older than old Mark. <laughs> That's accurate. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and don't look anything alike. No. It's, it's, it's weird. I mean, you can call that, that you can call that abstract. You can call that just a, an artistic choice. It's. it's I, th- a, I I would call it confusing. <laughs> <laughs> it is weird. It is awfully awfully weird. Uh, All right. So now we are we're in high school. I I, I got I got to cut oh. back into the commentary. Oh sure right now. yeah. Let's hear what they have to say. Uh, so we can say uh, this is this is right now. Also, as a practical matter, we were jumping time. We were, we were going back and forth between time periods, and the, the voiceover helped us bridge that in a way that felt very natural. And also helped you understand that it was going to be Hayden's movie, that you weren't yeah. like, wait a second, I came to see Hayden Christensen, and like, who's this guy? <laughs> That's exactly how I felt. Wow, that is exactly how I felt, too. Who wow. is this guy? He doesn't look anything like Hayden Christensen. Uh, so they know their audience so well. It's a tricky thing, actually. It was a, it was a, actually a, a big thing for us to navigate as in, ter- in story terms to try to figure out how to establish David's dilemma. Uh, but we're doing it with a you know 14 years old version of him or 17 year old version of him, and not with Close. the guy who you're going to spend the rest of the movie with. And it's a little bit of a tricky, a tricky dance to do um, to try to make it relatable and emotional. Yeah, one of the movies, I mean, it's a very different movie, but one of the movies we looked at just as a sort of structural model was um, Goodfellas. The beginning of the movie is Ray Liotta as a kid and his voiceover, and sort of irony of the older voice, um, I think, helps define the voice of the character before we even meet the actor. Wow. So that's... Uh, okay. This this is a spiritual sequel to Goodfellas, certainly. I, I felt that when I watched it, yeah. So, um, okay, 
Um, that answers a lot of questions. All right. But their main takeaway, like they were talking about, like you see this earlier, it's like, oh, in film school, they should never use voiceover. And I, I took that to heart. But uh, but then later he says, you know, it's it does help. It certainly helps cover up the confusing parts. Like, oh, I think who, it's I think who, it's great. Who is this guy who doesn't look anything? I think it's a fantastic voiceover. Yeah, you could, you could have a like a a, a a dissolve. You could fade out in Hayden Christensen's face and fade in. To I the- think a, a Star Wars style crawl <laughs> that comes in. You know, so yeah. you see him in 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 modern times on the Sphinx. Yeah, and then it cuts to black, and then you start a then <laughs> a crawl. A text crawl comes in and says, yeah. "A young Hayden or a young David <laughs> Jumper." <laughs> in the next scene, you will see a young David Jumper. <laughs> um, okay. Let's talk about high school. Yeah. All right. So they are in high school. They're in high school. And I, I don't really have any notes about the classroom scene. I don't know. It wasn't. I didn't find it that. I didn't think there was that much there. Did you? Do you see anything there that was interesting? Well, I mean, I think it is an interesting. It establishes they have a crush on each other. That's basically the purpose of that scene. In the classroom. In the classroom. They look at each other. I was paying attention to the, the lecture. <laughs> Okay. I don't get distracted with this this nonsense. Uh, I mean, I'll say, uh, just before it gets into it, we fade out of the Sphinx. Mm. We, in darkness, hear a sick drum roll. Oh, yeah. And then we see the projector. It's an overhead projector light into the camera. Yeah. That's actually really cool. It's a good shot. It's yeah. a good it's shot. It's a good transition. Good shot. It's a yeah. good transition. It's disorienting. I'll say that much, right? It's like, yeah. what are what is happening here? Is this... Like, I initially thought it was like a scientific research lab, you know? You're looking at yeah. this, you're like, oh, is this where the people that, like, you know, manage the jumpers are, you know? And then it's like, oh, no, that's just a, like a high school classroom. <laughs> high, school cl- high school is sci-fi. <laughs> Yeah. I've always said that. Yeah. Uh, the uh, what? What classroom are they in? I, I don't. It was something about mechanics or something. Was it the only thing you hear? He says the lighter terrain here. The appears, lighter terrain here. He's, he's showing them a map. Okay. So yeah. sounds so is, history. History, a possible geography class. It is not unheard of to have a geography, a human geography class. Sure. Uh, in any case. Uh, it's. I think it, it's the cutest thing to make it be like, oh, this is. They're all talking about going around the world, different yeah. maps and stuff. So I yep. think I think thematically it would have to be. Uh, but it looks like a great classroom. Teachers great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, class, all right. With that's in the classroom. We go that's to the, the hall. We go to the hallway. The hallway. We've got Millie's locker. Yeah. And it, Millie's locker is just plastered with posters. We see a couple things. Millie is in front of her locker. Millie is continuing to wear a coat. Uh, question one, is it weird in a cold weather climate for everyone to wear their warm coats in the classroom all day? I'd say it's um, weird. Not that weird. I'd say it's it's uncomfortable. You you didn't you didn't go to school in a cold weather place. I didn't, place. no. In a in a cold weather place, I'd say from experience, you would take off your heavy clothing. I see. In the morning, okay. Unless it's stylistic, like it, it might, maybe they don't. Maybe the school doesn't have heating that day. Uh, the my, heater broke. In, in middle school, my sister uh, had uh, had rivals, uh, mm. like who were basically like uh, evil, uh, mean girl children. Okay, and they're called the Bubble Coat Mafia. Oh, like, uh, named after uh, the Columbine shooters. Oh, uh, but they were the they named themselves mafia. after that. that was the trench coat mafia. They were the sure. bubble coat mafia. But they named themselves that, or that I, was I believe a it label was a attached self, to it was them. A self, no, no, that was their own designation. Uh, okay, uh, but they wore bubble coats, I believe, all the time. Okay, pretty cool. Uh, so I think it's probably a gang 
sure. or something like that. Uh, let's 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 hear let's hear the first. Let's hear up through the hallway. Yeah. Sick. It wasn't always like this. Once I was a normal person, a chump just like you. Hey, Millie. Oh, hey, David. got a lot of cities there. <gasps> gonna have a dream. Might as well dream big, right? Right. Incredible sequence. I agree. Uh, I agree. So a couple, a couple things here. He walks up to, to Millie at her locker. Yes. And it appears two things. One is he's comfortable enough with her to go up to her at a locker. Yep. She's comf- comfortable enough with him to like be more or less pleasant and happy that sure. he's at a locker and he appears to be making an observation about her locker as if seeing it for the first time. It's not definite, but it's weird yeah. if you've been there a bunch of times like, wow, you have a lot of cities there. Um, that seems like a first time observation. Well, I think they clearly don't know each other that well because it's like, it's not like they're hanging out regularly. It's like they they are like, it's this is feels like they kind of it feels like they're pretty early in getting to know each other. In the in the previous scene, he's like staring at the back of her head. Yeah. And she feels it and yeah. turns around and says, yeah. Hey, you've been staring at the back of my head? Right. Yeah. That's something you might do like early on yeah. in, you know, establishing so, yeah. a mutual interest in someone. Yeah. Which is all I'm saying. It seems yeah. like this is the first time. It seems like, the, yeah. They, yeah. They I think it's fair. It's the first time he's at her locker. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Guys. The locker. Pretty sick. It's a sick locker, yeah, yeah. Uh, not to be confused with the hurt locker. Um, so it's, it's <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so it's a sick locker. Um, uh, it's got uh, many cities worth. Of, so many of, cities. So many cities. So it's got Rome, that's right? Rome. And how many cities can you name on the locker? I, I, I mean, I wrote down them all of okay. them. So it's got Rome, and under Rome, it's it, there's it's not cities, but there's landmarks. For some reason, she has a list of landmarks in Rome. Uh, which is Colosseum, Fountains of Fountain of Trevi, St. Peter's Square, Sistine Chapel. Is it like usually it's called the Trevi Fountain? Yeah. But I, I, the literal translation is like I usually like Fontana di Trevi. Ah, okay. So she translated it's, it literally. Either that or she has like fountains of Wayne on her head and is, <laughs> yeah. is you know, the fountains of Trevi. Uh, uh, so there's Rome. Lots yeah. of details on Rome. Four and great places to go. Imagery from Rome. Yeah. yeah. So it's good she's building that list and building it inside the door of her locker for some reason. Well, I mean, let's describe the locker in a more broad sense. Yeah. It, the inside, like the inside the locker door, she has a lot of photographs cut out and like taped to the yeah. door. Uh, Photos and other paraphernalia. It's like there's, I think there's some maps and some like postcards and, no and stuff. There's no maps. No. It, I believe it's all like photos. I think some of it might be postcards. We'll take a look. I, th- I don't think any of your postcards shaped. Okay. All right. Uh, there's there's photographs in some sort of form, usually like the size of a page. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is some text which is just clipped out and taped up, mm-hmm. uh, like printed out. Like mm-hmm. one is the word travel, which is that's like, nice. That's a that's a classic like like middle school thing to do or something. It's just like the just tape the word travel, sure. <laughs> which sure. is really sick. A lot of hand painted stars. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Nice. That's cool. One large hand painted. A, don't know what that's all mm. about. Is that a stylistic? Is it supposed to look like the Eiffel Tower? Mm. I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, uh, and then a couple of handwritten pages with notes, mm. which is just it's important to make an itinerary yes. where you're going to go in Rome when you're there. 
It's like, oh yeah, the four most famous things in Rome, and then a list of other cities. And you can go into other cities are Paris, yes, Prague, Prague, P R A U G E, yeah, um, Venice, yes, which is not a city, or which is a city. It is a city. <laughs> it's absolutely a city. <laughs> <laughs> They've demoted the the uh, disincorporated. Well, it's 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 gonna sink. Yeah. <laughs> sure. It, um, it yeah, <laughs> it doesn't exist. It's like Atlantis. Okay, Venice, um, which doesn't exist. <laughs> and uh, London, and and then there's one more that I couldn't quite make it's out. Dublin. It's, it's, oh, it's Dublin. Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah. All right. So a lot of Europe there. Uh, the, the the big photos. Some are kind of generic, They're like most, flowers. Mostly of Rome, though. Mostly, like I think three or four are just the Colosseum. Yeah, she is a Colosseum nut. Yeah, well, that bodes well for the yeah. future here. Which is, I'd say, all kind of like. I mean, not to stereotype, <laughs> not to stereotype like high school girls. I feel like that's like more of a, like a boyish thing, like a big stone place where gladiators fought. You know. I guess I don't know. I mean, it's it's a nice looking building. It's it's disgusting. It's it's in ruins. Okay. It's 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 collapsed. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Just like Venice will be in a few years. Yeah. Like the Eiffel Tower. That's a that's like a more classic like yeah high school middle school. Yeah. Well, girl she's thing. not a classic high school middle school. Well, she girl. also has she's Eiffel Tower. She, uh, ooh, that's true. She very much likes the Eiffel Tower. But it does appear, if we know, he does know that she enjoys this kind of stuff. I, they know that's just the one thing he knows about her. Yes. But he didn't know that from the locker. He knew that in some other Yeah, I'm context. sure they've talked before. Okay. <laughs> this can't be the first time. Sure. And it probably came up relatively quickly because that seems to be her primary interest. It's also possible there's a previous conversation like, hey, David, you should see my locker sometime. I have a lot of cities on it. It's like, and then well, he let says, me see oh, that for myself. That's true. I confirm. That's says, a lot of cities. That's a lot yeah. of cities. That's good. I like yeah. that theory. It's a good backstory. Uh, that's about it. And for the yeah, inside. that's it for the locker. Then they go outside. They go outside. It's the end of the day. Yeah. And the end of the school day. Uh, this is all filmed at a real high school in Ann Arbor. Wow. They they they, they love. They it. went on location. Yeah. And he gives her a snow globe ball thing. <laughs> gives her a snow globe. The, 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 it's it is not so a classic snow globe typically has a base, right? He gives her a bad snow globe. It's a kind of a, but he admits it, and he admits it in a weird way, which I don't fully understand. This these notes from him, but he says it's a little dinged up and it's missing a few steps. Yes, which I don't understand. What's well, it made a snow globe? And did we describe it has an Eiffel Tower on the inside? Yes, and it's snowing. Is he saying it's not detailed enough of a model of the Eiffel Tower, and so it's like they didn't individually model every step? It got the- damaged. It used to be a mint condition snow globe of sure. this type would have it, all the steps of like the, the the inner tower, and it got dinged up to the fact that like steps fell. So off. now there's steps just floating inside the snow globe. I, I I I would I would say in general to be honest, if you're making Eiffel Tower snow globe, I don't think you would make steps like that. Is, right, that's a level a staircase of- inside is. One well, there, way too there, small. I mean, there is a staircase in the Eiffel Tower, but you wouldn't model that entire staircase. I mean, looking at it, it looks like there are two ways to make an Eiffel Tower model. One, it could be a steel skeleton, or mm. two, it can be like a solid block, which is supposed to look like a steel skeleton. Sure, yeah. The and second you, is easier to make yes, because and, it is less intricate. And especially with a cheap-looking snow globe like this. A really bad one. Uh, I would say it's going to be the latter kind. So, like... Even if it's a first kind, it'd be very weird if it had stairs. That's right. That's the right. The second kind, it is 
impossible for it to have stairs in any way. Yeah. So I think he just means like it's it got dinged up. I used to say like if you were digging it up, if you were doing incidental damage, the first thing I say you would scuff the glass. Yeah. So dinged up would check out for that. It's if dinged you shake up might it, mean might maybe mean. like stuff like but it's a solid block. I don't know. It doesn't I don't think there's many pieces that would fall off. It could fall. Seconds. No, I, I think know. by dinged up, I mean dinged up could mean the glass is kind of scratched, you know. Um and, and you think that he's saying that it's missing a few steps. He's talking about the glass. <laughs> no, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I have no idea. It's missing a few steps. It's just a really weird line. I don't under It could mean it is it's just, it, it is not an accurate tide. The only yes, that's true. The only thing I can think is it's easy saying it's not an accurate depiction of the Eiffel Tower because it's missing a few steps. <laughs> I mean, if she's obsessed with the Eiffel Tower or landmarks or whatever, I guess maybe he would think she might, you know, see that and he's trying to apologize for it. It's weird. I would say uh you know where you got it from. Yeah, from a yard sale or something. From a garage sale. Garage sale, yeah. In Plymouth. Plymouth, uh, Michigan. Plymouth, Michigan. Plymouth, Michigan. Plymouth, Michigan. Uh, said uh, ten times uh, is uh, uh, by driving an hour twenty minutes away from from Ann Arbor. Wow! So this is quite the acquisition. <laughs> I compare Young Jumper to Old Jumper. You go an hour and twenty minutes for a for a yard sale for a garage. <laughs> He's sale. always been about going that extra distance. Yes. Yeah. He says I need to find uh, Millie a, a snow globe to know how much she loves travel, and she has like some interesting, unique hobbies like that. Well, Tower. he was probably in Plymouth. I don't know, visiting family or something, and then it's like. All right, let's yeah, that's probably walk more, around. If, if it really was the case. Yeah, walk around to garage sales. But I like your theory. I do like the idea. Like he really, uh, he really uh, put the the steps in. Uh, the, the way he wraps it, it's beautiful. He wraps it in like a. Is it like a newspaper? It's thing? newspaper. Like yeah, a with like section, a rubber band. With or a rubber something? band yeah. around it, which is one of like the weirdest ways to do it. I'd say like wrapping with newspapers. Like, oh, I'm eco friendly. Yes, I'm using newspapers to wrap them. Yes, but like. Putting a rubber band and having a bunch it's of like very loose, hasty, yeah, it, it looks deranged. Like it looks like not only like kind of like hard scrabble, like but yes. it looks odd. Which, so all this is you're building up to saying that Mark has a has a reasonable position here when he starts making fun of the snow globe. Hey, I'm not saying that. Okay, I, do, don't quote me on that. Right. I just think like he's a little bit a awkward most of the time, but when he gives snow globe, he seems like honestly really strange. Okay. Uh, well, let, let's hear. Let's up, listen to the sequence. Up to, yeah. up to we plunge. We're up to library. <laughs> Look at the girls looking at him. Yeah, they think he's weird, and he looks weird. He looks. <laughs> I just wanted to give you this. I picked it up at a yard sale in Plymouth. And I yard sale. Really like it. Not garage. <laughs> It's a little dinged up and it's missing a few steps. I love it. You? I do. Holy crap, rice ball! <laughs> Mark. Hey, what's this? Mark is so cool. Mark, Christmas come early? Mark. Mark, give Holy it back crap. to her. Look what David Mark. got Miller! Mark. Come on, you guys stop. like the Eiffel Tower? Wow, if you really shake this thing hard Come enough, on, you can hear the Eiffel Tower on, move, on. I swear to God. Hey, who wants to get the hey, shake? that's enough. Stop it. Just give it back. All right. Okay. Sorry. Here. Sorry, buddy. Guess I don't know my own strength. 
Okay, so he's walking out on the ice now. David? The bridge is creaking. Which is how you know the ice is dangerous. <laughs> David, <laughs> That's just forget about it. Come on, rice ball, don't be stupid. David, come back. Come on, just let it go. It's okay. Stop, it's not worth it. Just just come back, please. He then walks to the least secure portion of the ice possible. Be careful, come on. I thought this was All a good. pond at first. Right, it's actually a river. Oh it is. Oh yeah, I also said pond, but you're right, it is a river. It's literally filmed on a river, and now he's now he's underwater. Cannot find the. He's under the ice. Under the ice. Cannot find the hole that he that he uh, dropped down through. Well, apparently the river. It must be so cold that it ices up on top, but there's still a significant current underneath. Because it. Oh, it he's getting up. basically washed yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's rough. That that's is really heavy rough. Heavy ice. Yeah. What a scene. Let's let's get into it. Okay. And then he's in the library. Yeah. So we talked about the snow globe a good amount. Yep. Good snow globe. Uh, I think Mark is really cool. He's got cool lines. He says cool lines. Well, before you... Uh, okay. She, she loves snow globe. She does. She thinks it's a she, great she, gift, yes. She's, she's, she's glowing. I mean, they, they like each other. I don't think she likes the snow globe that much, but I it's... Well, she likes him a lot. She likes him a lot, yes. And she says, do you like it? And she says, I do. Yes. You know, cementing basically the holy bonds of matrimony. Yeah. They've effectively committed themselves to, to marriage. Sure. Yeah, they'll, they'll be together forever to this point. Yeah. I, I know that uh, Hayden Christensen and Rachel Bilson got married after filming Jumper. I wonder if the uh, young kids got married. I assume I assume they did. <laughs> I assume so, yeah. Just a, such a powerful story. I think everyone involved got married. Uh, he... Uh, <laughs> Mark comes in. Mark is like some like abstract idea of a bully. Like what yes. he's doing doesn't seem grounded or sensible. Yes, but he is just like pure bully energy. Like, yes, it's, it's like it's like a like a Sam Shepard play of what a bully would be. Of like just like this, just just you know, kind of uh, like a a, a a sign of of what a bully is, divorced from the actual grounding of a bully. Right. Yeah. So there's no real logic to his behavior. Also, the lines he says don't really make sense. He said, "What does he say about?" Um, well, oh, him- if you shake it hard enough, you can hear the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, you can hear the Eiffel Tower move. Move, which doesn't make any sense. Well, I think it's, I, the, it's becoming destroyed inside. Mark physically, uh, he in the Bush era, you mm-hmm. know, you know, uh, kind of, kind of context in the movie, he is wearing, you know, a USA hat, ah. a tattered USA hat. Yes, he is. So I, I think at this point, when this was out, everyone. Like Bush's approval ratings were tanking, ah, and I think he basically he is the ugly American of uh, like in in the way it's usually sure, meant, yeah. uh, which is to say, this like, is why Millie wants to travel the world. <laughs> Absolutely, get away from people like Mark. Yeah, I mean, I, I, we probably find good threads of kind of you know, this movie is an anti-American screed. Sure, uh, but you know, Mark is a belligerent. You know, he, he represents the Iraq War in okay. a certain way. Okay, uh, that's a little, little bit of a stretch, but okay. He says, "Did Christmas come early this year?" Is his line? Just well, that that makes some amount of sense, I yeah. guess. Yeah, it's, it's a good. So it's the the angle of he is making fun of David for giving her a gift, yeah. and especially a weird gift. Checks out. I mean, it, that's it's like, like it is weird. If he said, "Boy, your rap job 
sucks. Yeah, that it looks yeah. awful. Like, yes, or like this thing is Ford Rapid ride. Yeah, yeah, or like this thing is this cheap. This snow globe this is bad. This dinged is up. Quality. It's, yeah, yeah, it's poor quality. But that's not what he says. <laughs> no, he calls them rice bowl, which is just rice bowl. Rice bowl. Rice bowl. Okay, what does that mean? He's just like plain or something. Is that what that is about? Well, I think the idea is his name is Rice. Oh, David Rice. Okay. All right. And a rice yeah. bowl is a food dish. That's weird, but okay. Yep. Also, I'd say, honestly, in Michigan, in the mid-aughts, not a very common food dish. Like, yeah. It's kind of a, fan- a rice bowl is kind of exotic. Sure. At this time and place. Okay. Uh, just, I mean, it's it's a it's a low-quality insult. Like, it's not making well, fun it's of not, him. I mean, Mark is not is not known for high-quality insults <laughs> here. Yeah. It's, it's just good riffs but, that, like, yeah. aren't, aren't really landing. He's not yeah. really trying. But he doesn't need to try. Yeah. He just is bees. He 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 bees. He bees. He bees. He bees aggressive. He, he depends upon the quality of his arm. Yes, I yeah. mean his arm is clearly very strong. I yeah. mean, just destroying something like this. It is very weird to have no solid base on on a, on, on on the globe. That is weird. That is weird. But how play, else it is plays it better on film? How else is it going to roll on the ice the way it does? That's right? true. Yeah. Uh, after something like that wasn't funny, and and Mark says, "You hear in the background at this point." No, he says they thought it was funny. That's funny. That's funny. I, I I don't think it's possible the extras, you know, maybe were were you know, I guess canonically. There's no one really around him though. No, it's the other people, the other girls in that group. Nah, they're on the other side of the buses at this point. Well, no, but they were near him when he was um Oh, there goes David. Um should we uh, listen to the um oh, let's, let's library here? Uh, uh Let's do library. The ambulance is already on its way. So he takes some of the water with him into the library, which is notable. Traumatic moment. You're not gonna have a clean jump. Germ. And that's how it happened the first time. One second I'm a goner, and the next thing I know I'm at the Ann Arbor Public Library. Impressive work to hold on to the snow globe the whole time he's drowning. Yeah, I, I would. <laughs> <laughs> of all things, it, 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 if you're paddling. Yeah. I mean, I suppose is his hand clenched. It's it's harder to think to to unclench it at that point. I guess I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you're like feeling the ice trying to get out. You feel like at that point you would be you would have dropped the snow globe and then you know. But maybe his jump included jumping to wherever the snow globe had gone in the river, grabbing it. No, nah, that's then, a, that's advanced jumping. Yeah. Okay. That's advanced yeah. jumping. All right. Uh, okay. So I wrote down first jump alert. That's a great alert. Yeah. <laughs> is that what that alarm was? That yep. that siren. That was the yeah. That was the the, the ambulance. Alert, yeah, the first, it was. It wasn't an ambulance. It was a first jump alert. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the CG. I mean, I, the first time I watched this, this is really bad CG. Which which part? The library part through, or the falling through the no? The library looks great. Yeah, I thought like that if you've seen for what? scene the, the the water gushing out because yep. it's a transition. He's like in the water. Yep. Books are falling. No, that's a great transition. Falling through the ice. Falling through the ice looks oh. awful. I guess I didn't pay that much close attention to it. Well, I, the first I assume time they I just it. dropped a you know a stand in, you know, into the ice. 
the it was I mean it was clearly done in a few process shots. Mm. I mean I could I'm going to pull it up in a separate uh, in, so instance really quick. Coffee and pears. Uh, oh, we can get it next time we go around. I'm not. No, I want to do I'm doing frame by frame though. Okay. You know how it is. Uh, I know how it is. You know how it is. And then I jump Just be careful. I will. I'll be very careful. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I do love the the. Uh, I can go through and just look at the disgust on her face. Yeah, the other girls are just are not into him. I mean, I it's a, it's a mixture of like, is he a cool kid that they just don't appreciate, or is he authentically off-putting weirdo? I, feel I think like he's authentically an off-putting weirdo. I think yeah. so. I think yeah, so. but I think Millie kind of gets him, and he gets her. You know, I think it's a, um, you know, they've they've got a connection. Okay, so frame okay. by frame, frame by frame, he's falling into the ice. He is out there standing. Okay. So look at the the motion blur. Yeah. Like they blur him up a little bit, but yeah. he is more or less. Look at the intactness of his arm shape. Sure. Yeah. Like He's that is very a, intact arm. That's a solid. Like from frame to frame, you don't see much blurring as a raw body. Compare that to like when it is just uh, Millie, you know, running in a second. Yeah. Something. Uh, See, frame by frame, like, her face is blurry. Like, yeah. Like, there is much more blur. Okay. That I mean, he I think, is going sure. faster down okay. into the water, yep. and he, it looks like one cell just being dropped. Yeah. When okay. When you watch it, it looks uncanny. Like, yeah. it is something it that... It does look a little weird, but also, I mean, I, I don't really see a whole lot of people fall into ice that often, so it's not something that I'm like... That looks totally different than what I'd expect that to look like as. I don't, but I agree. It looks, at least it, for me, it is weird this, that he looks is, like bad CG. Okay, I don't. I mean, sure. I mean, I mean, just viscerally. The first time I watched it, it like, does look weird viscerally. I agree. It feels like a yeah. Tim and Eric thing. It just feels like incredibly yeah. <laughs> janky effect that is just off-putting to look at. Yep. Uh, so that's yeah. For better or for worse, it's weird because some of the CG is very good. There's one. There's one invisible piece of CG come up in a second. Oh, which is even cooler. Uh, do, do you know what I'm talking about? No. The water tower. Oh, the water tower is is CG'd in, partially. Wow. So okay, because uh, his his neighborhood is not is not next to it. Okay, well we got it. So he gets to the library, walks out of the library. Anything at the library? Anything talk about the library? Uh, That's where he jumps to. He ends up in the nonfiction section, five uh, six fifty eight to seven thirty. Yep, that's exciting. A lot of lot of damage to the books. Yeah, like the it's, water. It, he really leaves quite the wake in that library. Yeah, it's basically the effect of someone who takes three large buckets of water, just dumps them. Yep, and somehow it's enough. Like if you were doing this, which is like the angular momentum is like him going down onto the ground. So it's kind sure. of like, it's like throwing, it's like throwing a bucket of water in the middle of the aisle. Could you throw a bucket of water or a couple buckets hard enough to pull books off the shelf? Like, I would think if I threw water really hard, mm. like, if anything, the books would be pushed outwards. They would... It's, well, I, I think it's more It's it's more of a... There's kind of a suction effect because the water is, like, actually, a stream it's, of water. It's that, more, yeah, it's more like eight buckets of water. It's a lot yes, of water. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it works because I think the water gets in the shelves and then kind of like surges to push the books out. Yeah, so. it, it, there's a good width to it, I suppose. Yeah. One second, I'm a you know okay. This, you know this filmed? In the Ann Arbor Public Library. No. No. In the Los Angeles Public Library. A scene uh, was filmed in the Peterborough Library at 345 Almer Street North. 
uh, shows the main character teleporting into the library, then opening a book oh, to reveal an Ann Arbor, Ann Arbor library book stamp. But we know better. Mm. Uh, this is from uh, PTBO uh, Canada. Ah, This is the Petersboro News. Glad we know better. We know a well, lot Petersburg better. was excited about it being filmed there, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so it, p- there's an article about the extras in Ann Arbor. They filmed a lot of extra sequences in Ann Arbor, mm-hmm. and uh, they didn't use all of the, the footage, but the extras loved being in it. Sure. Uh, what's really weird is, so they filmed Ann Arbor, uh, the school, the river, Ann Arbor. The uh, street where he's on is in Kenneth Street in uh, Petersburg, Canada, oh. uh, kind of northeast of Toronto. Sure. And was playing for Ann Arbor. What's really weird is since 1983, Ann Arbor and Petersboro are sister cities. Ah, okay, cool. So I don't know. They like, filmed it in the sister city. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I don't know of all things to do. One is I don't. I mean, I there's all sorts of reasons it could be cheaper to film in the mm-hmm. film there. Uh, but did that? Is that a coincidence? Or do you think that this somehow was like, we need to find a similar city? to Well, Arbor. and you're already talking to the Ann Arbor authorities, and they're like, hey, you know, we recommend, uh, if you want a city that looks like Ann Arbor, we recommend this other city. Yeah, the Arboro Games, a cute plan words combining Arbor and Petersboro, started in 1982 as a biennial event that took turns hosting games between Ann Arbor and Petersboro. Wow. Sadly, the games ended in 2000 due to a lack of volunteers and youth participation. Oh, no. Uh, but look at, look at this photo. Yeah, there it is. You see what's on the uh, tower? Petersboro, yes. not Ann Arbor. Yeah, yeah. So that's wow. That's great CG. I never for a second thought that I, wasn't. I thought, in fact, I thought that was an iconic Ann Arbor water tower. Yeah, it's really weird. They say too, Ann Arbor. Ann Arbor doesn't have a water tower. Is the claim there must article. be at least one water tower in Ann Arbor? They have a famous amount of water towers. Yeah. there are several Arbor uh, water towers, and they look beautiful. Let me yeah. let me pull up this beautiful, famous uh, water tower. All the listeners at home can see that. Oh, that very it. nice water tower. Describe it. Uh, it's like it's like blue and a big old blue orb thing, and it's tall and it's got a it's got like uh, got you birds. Know, it's got tw- the Twitter logo on it. Yeah, stylistic images of birds. Looks like Charlie yeah. Harper almost. Yeah. Uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, pretty cool. All right. So, but before we even get to his street, there's a big moment that we missed here. So uh, he's he's in the library. He's in the library. He gets exits the library. He sees the stamps. Says Ann Arbor. Regional library. Regional library, yeah. Great, great effect, because that looks like a real, like, decades-old stamp. Sure. Maybe they took a book from the actual library. No, no, you can't do that. All right. Um, and then he, what does he do when he exits the library? He holds on to the globe. Nope. He gets on a bus. Oh, yeah. Well, he, we see him get off the bus. We don't actually know, but presumably he'd have to get I on the bus. I thought the bus was just passing. I didn't know it was his bus. No, that's implying that he took the bus and then the bus is leaving. It just dropped him off in his mm. neighborhood. Mm. Convenient bus stop right at the end of his street. Yeah. And the bus has an ad on the side. Yeah, you told me. Yeah, for the Nokia the Nokia N93. Introduced 25th of April 2006, released in July 2006. It was replaced by the N93i, which looks totally different. Well, even though it's the same. These are all like these are all like brick phones. This is a phone that is is got a it's got a camera, a huge camera on the hinge. This is Hell why yeah. I was able to identify it. Hell yeah! It's got like this Carl Zeiss lens, which is like the whole width of the phone, and it's the hinge is just this massive camera lens, and then the phone like kind of pivots around that, <laughs> um, but in this way where the phone flips sideways, where the camera lens is is on the left side. 
And so the phone flips like horizontally, even though it doesn't have a keyboard or any, it doesn't have like a QWERTY keyboard or anything, but the phone flips open horizontally because I think they couldn't make the hinge, the lens work as a hinge, as like an actual hinge. But then in N93i, they do make the lens work as an actual hinge. And so the phone flips normally. So that's how I was able to distinguish this N93 from the N93i's because it has the weird lens but the pivot is not on the lens as the hinge. The pivot is in the other direction. It's much more common for just to build the lens in the middle of the back of a phone or something. That's not what they did here. Why would you put it into the would hinge? Would you like me to show would, you a yeah, picture absolutely. of the absolutely. Nokia absolutely. N93? Absolutely. Why would, why here would is the Nokia N93. <laughs> looks like a miniature laptop. Uh, yep. And as you'll see, it has a giant camera lens on the side of the phone. And in wow. the N93i, what they did is they then made that the actual hinge for the phone because they made the phone normal. That's like the, it's like an old camcorder where you have like a little scope you look into on the side. Yes. Like it's like, but some for some reason it's graft. It's like it's a, grafted onto it's a like phone. It's like a BlackBerry yeah. with like a little like yes. like high quality uh, like uh, like the thing that like photographers use to look through. It's like oh, what does it look like in a lens? They just yes. hold up a lens in their head. So this is what's being advertised is the silver one. That is such a weird phone. It's a really weird phone, which was what made it possible to find. I mean, all the Nokia phones of that era were pretty distinctive. Yeah. Like most of them looked different from one another. They didn't make two, which is kind of amazing. They did not make too many phones that were that all that similar. Um, and so um, the so yeah so it was so anyway that times our window between July two thousand six and January two thousand seven. Two details about this phone though that are worth just sure, highlighting sure, real sure, quick because sure, sure. it's 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 of the time yeah um it came in two colors pearl pearl black and silver there were two special editions of the phone pearl black is one pearl black and silver yeah i mean I think it's just black but pearl, pearl black, black is black, the name right? of the color i don't know are they white it just probably means it's glossy black is what it means there were two special editions of this phone available the u2 edition <laughs> Close. One of them was the N93 Golf Edition. Hell yes. Do you have a picture of that? <laughs> I do. Okay. Um, the N93 Golf Edition. It was not that it was. It was. It looked like golfing something. It was that it came preloaded with software that you could use in your VW Golf. Yes. I thought it initially was a VW Golf thing that you can use to film someone's golf swing, and it will tell you. It will analyze the swing using software on the phone. That is shocking to me that this is not a Japanese company. Because if that was Japanese, I'd say that is the most, like, that makes perfect sense. Like, yeah. I'm sure, like, I, I'd be surprised if there weren't many phones that are, like, have weird golfing features. But for a Finnish company to do that, that's... It's very weird. And that it's a video feature where you, like, I mean, I guess because they thought, like, well, this phone has a great camera. What can we do with the camera? Well, yeah. we can add software that analyzes your golf swing. That's fantastic. So that was one special edition. I need there was, this phone. There was a second special edition of the phone, though, that's even better. No, I doubt that. <laughs> which is the Mission Impossible 3 edition. Oh, <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman, right? Or was that 2? Uh, I, I don't remember. No, yeah, um, Philip Seymour Hoffman was 3. That was the... Is that J.J. Abrams? And the Mission Impossible 3 edition came preloaded with a copy of... Of Mission Impossible on the oh, in the that, memory card. Oh, that's the wow! I wonder how big the file was. <laughs> like that's probably like a fifty meg file. Like just looks awful. Um and uh, and the Mission Impossible theme for the phone. So it came with a copy of the movie and the 
<laughs> and a, and oh, a theme so for the phone. Cool. I know. So just that's imagine a thick phone too. Imagine owning the Mission Impossible Three Edition of the N ninety three. That's really nice. Yeah, I know. I okay, know. so uh, final sequence is coming up, which is yes. the street. We've talked about the water tower. Uh, We've talked about the water tower. We talked about the bus ad extensively. I love the the mood. This is, I think, not part of the original score. I think this is part of one of the pieces of the soundtrack, mm. uh, which I had trouble finding any information on. Uh, I will also, uh, next time it goes around two, I'm going to play, there's music that plays in the background by the bus. See if you can hear it. It sounds, like, it sounds like Smash Mouth to me. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but he goes home. Uh, he goes home, and what, what happens? His father's not happy. His father, played by Michael Rooker, yep. of, of uh, a portion of his serial killer fame. Oh, okay. Henry. Uh, yeah, his father's not happy. His father's drinking a Budweiser, um, which shows that he's a drunk. Yeah, he's watching fishing. He's watching fishing and which drinking shows a Budweiser. That he's, a drunk. he's definitely an alcoholic. Yep. Um, and um, he, well, I mean, David tells us he says he. What does he say? Is my my dad? Yeah, there's voiceover. If there, the voiceover there wasn't says much of mom, that. His mom left at five when he was five. Yep. And he says that his dad wasn't much one. Well, no, he says it in a way weirder and cooler way, but we'll we'll hear that. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, and uh, yeah, and then he's and his dad's mad at him, and then and then we uh, basically get a quick shot of his dad kind of confronting him, and then the five minutes ends pretty perfectly timed, and we get right back into that 20th Century Fox logo. Mom so. left when I was five, and well, we'll, we'll get it as him. for dad, well, let's just say he wasn't much of one. A lot of math books. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't check. He's in one That's of the houses, fifty-eight to seven thirty. Uh, I don't know second, if it, I'm a goner. He's in the math the next aisle. Thing I know, I'm at the Ann Arbor Public Library. Regional library. You could have just walked past him. Good. Good post rock. <laughs> home sweet home. Mom left when I was five. As for Dad, well, let's just say he wasn't much of one. You late? Supper's cold. Where you been anyway? Hey, you know when I ask a question, I expect an answer. Okay? Hey, hey, hey. Ah, oh. okay. My my first note here. Yeah, uh, let's start with the timeline of supper. Sure. He leaves school. Uh, the buses are ready. This seems like a normal school close time. Basically, yeah. the density of buses. Yep. So this is like 3 o'clock. So he must have been... Well, I think getting home from the library took a really long time. Not long enough for his, his feet to stop being soggy. Oh, really? Well, the, nothing dries in that weather. It, it's got to be... If you're in icy water... Yeah. And then you, like, you're taken out just yeah. instantly. Like... I, I, if you if you don't get home quickly, you yeah, you'll get hypothermia. Like well, your, your toes will been, turn black. No, I think he's been in warm places. Like he was in the warm library, and then he got into a warm bus and stayed there for three hours. It appears that he left the building as soon as possible. Maybe dinner's just really early in their house. That appears. I mean, I would say it's like a five five p.m. dinner situation. Well. So it still took more than two hours. Yeah, I, I mean, a bus ride could take two hours. Yeah, from from the library. He'd be dead. Once if he's on a cold bus. No, he's on a warm bus. Just like you. It's a nice warm bus. 
So you're saying from the the Ann Arbor Library to his 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 house? Okay, hour and a half. I don't think so. All right. Um, I think it's twenty minutes. Okay. I think he got back by like three forty-five. Sure. And I think they eat dinner at like three. Okay. That's that's my theory. That's my theory too. Okay. Uh, actually, it's not. Um, anything else to cover the scene? But we got to get to some business here. Uh, let's get to business. Uh, uh, page full of uh, page full of jumper. Should that wait? That should wait. We don't have enough time today. But okay. there is a book written by a Gould, not Haywood Gould, but a different Gould that the movie is based on, and the book is called. It's called Jumper. Called Jumper. Yeah. And so that's cool. So we will have that several for you too. soon. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you got there? Um, I have a few more commentary thing I talk about, uh, but we could uh, we could uh, if know. they're good and quick. It's neither good or quick. Great. Let's uh, let's move on. It's okay. Let's move on. I'll play, I'll play one thing because it's kind of incidental and, and pretty good. Are you fine with that? I'm okay with that. Yeah. Well, that's great. So uh, here's something which is incidental and kind of quick. Here's more with the Fox logo. Logo, as Lucas was pointing out. Which we've seen a few times before. <laughs> we made a few movies. We probably should have actually teleported one of those letters away. That would have been a cool start, but... They did that in the uh, trailer. Okay, well... <laughs> you probably saw that and then thought you just came up with the idea now. Very possible. <laughs> Very possible. That's um, how we do a lot of things. <laughs> That's the secret. Not. Oh, not, very not, good. Uh, very good. They hate each other. All right. Do you, Based upon that, do you think that when he says not, yeah. is that saying not it didn't actually happen in the trailer, or do you think he's saying it actually happened in the trailer? No, he's saying not. That's not how things normally happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So based upon that, you think it's actually true it ha- it that happened in the trailer? Yes. It didn't. It didn't. It oh, didn't. wow. Okay. All right. They're okay. joking. That, that's that's some bit of commentary. Okay. Let's, All right. Final business. Now we've got final business. So first is Jump of the App. Jump of the app is where we find the best jump that David Jumper Rice or any jumper does in these. Wow, this is great. It's a pogo stick? No, it's a trampoline. Oh, that's good. Uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, <laughs> a video that's nine hours of this. The best, and it has and it has 524 views. Nice. So. Uh, best jump of this episode, I would say, would be uh, the only jump in this episode, which is the jump from the uh, from the river to the library. I think that is also the best jump of this episode, is okay. the jump from the river to the library. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, what about the worst jump of this episode? Uh, I mean, I think for this episode, let's hope there's no more episodes with, with only one jump or yeah. less. Yeah, yeah, okay. If there's five minutes without any jumps in it, yeah. I don't know if I can do that. Yeah, okay. Uh, but it would be the same jump. I think it's the ju- same jump, yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. Next, fi- so People love this segment. Jump pair. I was going to say uh, one oh. more jump. One. Oh, what's one more jump? I forgot the. Uh, well, one more segment. jump is like we're watching these five minutes. It's really good. Yeah. Well, let's imagine he jumps one more time. Oh, to make it even where better. else could he jump? Where else could he jump? Uh, he could jump to Paris to get a real snow, like a snow globe from a souvenir shop in Paris. That's like equally bad, but it's actually from Paris. <laughs> so you're saying that like this would be young jumper if he kind of just had the ability. And like for a brief moment, became yeah. cool. Yeah, which I think was like it's like a wink to the audience. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm gonna be cooler later. Yeah, before I show that I can jump, I'm just gonna do a jump. Yes, yeah, <laughs> which would be really. And then it's cool. like, oh, he's in Paris getting a real, you know, a nicer snow, or probably still not that nice, but yeah, yeah. you do that like right after he gets off the bus. Yeah, yes. Oh, that yeah, that'd be take two jumps though. 
Well, it's a jump oh, and a jump back. No, he's just got to do one jump. Well, I mean, is, could it, you, is, you it, could a, is it a jump round uh, trip? The obvious one would be a jump from the library to home, and then he's not late for dinner. I think one more jump could be a jump round trip. It could be like yeah. getting something. Okay, that's fair. So I'd say the that's round fair. trip would be he goes to Paris, yep. he gets a better snow globe, yep. and then he shows back up at the riverbank. Yes, and, and Millie is gone. <laughs> no, it only took a second. Okay, very good. And he says he tracks Millie down yeah. to her home, shows up in her bedroom. Yeah, and here's the here's the snow globe. Often everyone must yeah. assume he's dead. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. But I think we'll get into that next step. Yeah. Uh, that'd be okay. so cool. And then we have jump air in the air. Yeah, jump air in the air. Uh, this is where we take the uh, variable jumpers eye jump view. Jump air's eye view. Because as we know, jumpers go into the air when yes, they, they jump. Do. Yes, they do. And uh, they can survey the entire movie. The movie as a whole, as a whole, these five minutes, and all parts of this movie up to this five minutes, which at this point is just five minutes. Right. Uh, so, yeah, well, what would you say? Um, I would say the um, well, well. First, we do the movie as a whole. Movie so. as a whole as a whole. Yeah. So we got we got to do that first. So that is so movie as a whole as a whole. Yeah. Let's 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 think this through. I'm I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ready? Three, three two, two, one. Four three stars. stars. Wow, three harsh. I think it's a four. It's star kind of movie. a bad movie. Okay. I'll go three and a half. Well, we'll see. We'll okay. see how it develops over time. I don't don't don't. don't yeah. Mo- okay. Mo- movie up to this point yeah. as a whole. Yeah. Three, okay. three, two, two one, two four stars. stars. Oh wow! There's oh, the, there was the start of this. Okay, yeah, two the and Regency half. It, it, logo I mean, is a five. The Regency star. logo is incredible. The Cairo scene's incredible. <laughs> yeah. The rest, is, I don't enjoy at all. I, I would have loved it was like a return to the Regency scene. Yeah, when the Regency logo comes back. <laughs> That'd be nice. And they were nice. back like jumpers. Actually, legitimately, it would be cool if it's like an opening. Yeah. Then Regency logo. Then another opening somewhere yeah. else in the world. Then like another that'd opening. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. I would. Actually, that'd be really. That'd be fun. jumping. Yeah. That'd be a different kind of like, jumping. It actually would disorient go, you. In a good uh, way. I'll go two and a half stars. I really did not oh. like seeing the. He's not a bad actor, yeah, but he's know, not Hayden Christensen. Oh, okay. Two stars. Two stars for cool. me for the movie up to this point. But then this, these five minutes, I got to do a more fair average here. So ready? Yeah. Three, three two, two, one, three four stars. stars. Oh, four. Yeah, I generous. really love the Regency logo. I know the Regency logo is great. The the yeah. Cairo scene's great. It's fantastic. There's just some other flaws there, you know. I mean, Mark it's just, is really cool. Marcus, Marcus. I, was saying, I didn't mention this before. If yeah. your name is Mark and you hear characters on screen saying Mark, Mark, Mark. It's really, it's extremely. I'm sure it is. I can't, I can't relate because there's. Your there name are, is not a noun because like, there are like, never. Mark, there are, this, mark this down your page. Oh, I'll hear that. It's like, wow. oh, you're talking about me. That's tricky. Yeah. yeah, there are never any characters in films named Alan, so it's yeah. not an issue. Congrats. It's an awkward name on film, like it, you know, Alan, like doesn't really fit in a dialogue well, that well. Fun, like Alan Partridge. Sure. Yeah. How, how do you feel about Alan Partridge? I, I have no feelings. Good. Good. Um. Okay. Uh, that is the business. We need to tell you how to contact us. Yes. So we are going to do that. Let's kill this sound. Oh, we don't want the trampoline in the background of all the contact. Oh, us actually, episodes? that's almost a metronome. So let's like, keep, 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 no, keep, we'll, keep we're on. Keep we're on, good. Keep we're on, good. Keep we're on, good. We're good. We're good. Okay. I was getting used to it. If you want to contact us. Yeah. Here uh, is how you do that. I, I think we got this figured out. So we don't have to worry about metronomes or anything. Uh, okay. Website. Website. Is earful. Earful of. Dot com. Or earful of jumper. Dot com. Possibly just the latter. Yeah. We'll see how it works. Email. Uh, email is staff at earfulof.com or staff at earfulofjumper.com. Jumper. And then the Twitter, it doesn't exist anymore. Earful of is on Twitter. Probably by the time you're listening Mastodon. to this. Mastodon. Did you make a Mastodon? I did not. No. You can. <laughs> Uh, Blue Sky, I don't have a f- spare invite for us. I don't know what that is, but I know we're still on Elo. We're still on Elo. At Earful of Convoy. At Earful of Convoy. 
on Ello. Yeah. That is the place that that will be around forever. This is great. And uh, then any other contact info for no. us? No, that's it. Do you want to give your phone number out? No, I don't. <laughs> okay. Okay, this is great. Uh, and I think with that, let's just let's just uh, end up here. Uh, so with that, uh, we we jump out with that, and we I say <laughs> just one last jump. <laughs> we'll work on that one. <laughs> Jesus. Thank you.